0: This is. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro
1: Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Credit like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Marking out.
0: Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 591, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways that you can listen to Marking Out, you can go to markinout.com, you can uh, subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications, Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, we greatly appreciate that. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 and we're on TikTok. So go check us out there. You can buy our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris ChrisSweenDawg. I'm here at the beginning of the show this week uh, because AEW and Fresh Wrestling had a huge weekend, and we have to talk about it. And to join me on this... The Count of Monte Fisto, Cousin Brandon, 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 uh, the runner of our AEW Hating Twitter account. You could follow him on his own personal Twitter account at BTTG161. Brandon, hey.
0: I'm doing awesome as always. <laughs> you can't
1: just say hey. And, and then I would have said you said hey. I would have been, how are you doing? And then you could have said I'm awesome as always. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Did you watch any of the Hey EWs? Not yet. Oh my god, man! Did you watch like the Road to Double or Nothing, which were fantastic?
0: Is that not what they aired on the kickoff show?
1: The ones where like RJ City's driving and like Hook. Oh and... no, no! Oh no! Those
0: were. I ones. watched the uh, Carpool Karaoke. Oh, I clips. saw that.
1: Yeah, they 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 broke MJF, and MJF's gonna be a big topic on this show
0: today. And brother, what about you? How was uh, your week? It was decent. I I did some grilling of the burgers. I did. Fin- I made some bolognese. Oh
1: yeah! Wow. I
0: made fried rice too. There's a lot of cooking this week.
1: Wow, a lot of cooking. With that, won't be ever televised again on our YouTube channel.
0: But uh, not not much else. How about yourself, Lax, bruh?
1: Um, what's today?
0: Today is Friday.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Today is the third. Yeah, so I you know a lot of lacrosse. Uh, you know we're getting down to the end of uh, lacrosse season, so we have the championships. Uh, for Nassau County, and then Saturday, which is today, if you're listening to this, or Friday night if you're listening to this, we have the Long Island Championships that we're doing like big pre- and post-game shows for. So there's a lot of editing that I have to do for that, graphic building, and then like now like we're doing like end-of-the-year videos, so my life is being sucked up by editing. Um, and that's really it. Tonight, I'm, I'm going to my first concert uh, since the pandemic happened.
0: Is so, it Slipknot?
1: No, that was uh, last weekend. No, two weekends ago. No, it's, uh, we're going to see Newfound Glory at Terminal 5. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to take it to the kids. So it's their oh. first concert ever. Yeah. That, I mean, it well, sucks. Why does it suck? <laughs> For them. No, it's going to be, well, Terminal 5, like, have you ever been to Terminal 5? No. Really cool venue, but it looks like a prison. So they have, like, balconies that you can, like, sit and enjoy the show from. So we're going to stand up there rather than them being in the pit.
0: Do they listen uh, to Newfound Found Glory? Yeah, we listen to it constantly in the house but like they they recognize it and and yeah like it yes they do wow
1: and it's the uh 20th anniversary of sticks and stones so they're playing sticks and stones in its entirety um so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm stoked to see my kids uh go to a concert and uh see what their opinion's gonna be on the mosh pits and the mosh pitting that's going to be happening
0: what if jordan's like i want to go nope absolutely not <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wouldn't survive and i wouldn't make him go down there but I, did yeah. you see?
0: There's a video going around of a kid, like they're, they're, I guess moshing. Uh what band is that? I don't know what what band it is, but there's a kid that's moshing, but like they're being like the nicest people about it. Like he's going up to them and like pushing them, and they're selling for him, <laughs> taking bumps s- and everything. Yeah, for dude, it's like it's so funny.
1: Mosh pits. Slipknot was it Slipknot? I think it was. Slipknot. I don't know if
0: it was from a Slipknot concert. I just I just saw that though.
1: Yeah, you know, well, from like uh, earlier this year, Kid Rages on Dad's Shoulders in the middle of a cert- slip. I think it might have been knocked loose. I'm not too sure, but I, I I I saw that this week. I'm like, that's awesome. But yeah, uh, there has been a lot of new uh, new music coming out. There's this there's this band that like a friend of mine like kind of represents. They're called the Callous Dow Boys. And they just released this song yesterday, and it's the wildest song I've ever heard in my life. Because it goes from, like, really aggressive to not that aggressive to singing to, like, it's so strange, but it's so awesome. Check them out, the Callous Dowel Boys. Uh, they're playing tonight at Avenueville Music Hall, but I'm going to Found Glory instead, so... But anyway, let's get on to professional wrestling because it was Double or Nothing weekend last weekend. We spoke about the rampa- the Dynamite going into it, but there was a live Rampage the Friday before Double or Nothing. And you kicked off that show with Brian Danielson picking up the victory over Matt Seidel. Great match, you know, two veterans of the ring. And they showed it in this match and, you know, as expected, Danielson goes over.
0: I still don't know if that leg thing was a work or not, because it seemed like he wasn't affected for this yes, at all. He
1: wasn't affected at all.
0: Like he was affected on dynamite when he ran down and he's like selling or whatever. Or co- I, maybe I'm just remembering commentary yelling about it because they tried to say it during this match, too. But he was completely fine for it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So for sure. That I don't know. Don't match though. After that, we saw the Young Bucks pick up the victory over John Cruz and Taylor Rust.
1: I think the most important, like you know, it was Young Bucks just getting their their stuff in and you know Hardy doing... Boys. It's I
0: mean, like... uh, Young Bucks dressed as Hardy Boys here, and Carter dressed as Lita. <laughs> more importantly,
1: coming out to the ring with Gangrel, Fangin' yeah. and banging Gangrel. There's a there's a picture online of Gangrel wearing
0: uh, my band's t-shirt, which is awesome. That's dope. Yeah, really. Also, really. Matt Jackson got in the ring and did the, Ma- the Matt Hardy spot from uh, 2010 where he fell out of the ring.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that. But
0: this hey, was, was a weird match, though, because, like, Taylor Rust appeared most recently in New Japan, and he worked Final Battle, the last few Ring of Honor shows, and prior to that, obviously, Diamond Mine in NXT, but I don't, like... John Cruz, that's Serpentico without his mask on. I get him being in this match, like, losing the way he did. Rust? Uh, Not so much. Why?
1: They're they're, they're just bringing in extra talent. It's a big weekend. Yeah, I know,
0: I know. I just don't feel like, especially because, like, they didn't hype him up or anything. This guy's like, New Japan right now.
1: Yeah, but, you know, they didn't even hype, I'm getting ahead of myself, but they didn't even hype up Hikaleo on, Uh, uh, on Dynamite. And oh, then yeah. after uh, the match,
0: it? we saw the young bucks jump Gangrel, and the Hardy's made the save. So that's it, perfect. New brood, new brood for life, bro.
1: Yeah, that's it. Darby Allen uh, backstage uh, challenges Kyle O'Reilly to a match of double or nothing. Uh, then after this, you saw Dante Martin pick up the victory over Max Caster of the Acclaim. I like this stable. They have of the gun club and the acclaim (laughs) and the fact that Billy Gunn is giving more attention to max caster than his own sons. I think it's great. There's a great dynamic here. And I, I think you said it last week, Billy Gunn looks like he's just having a lot of fun right now.
0: Yeah. Him wheeling Anthony Bowens down to the ring, I think is really funny. And then the guns not knowing where they are playing into where they're or playing that playing up to their, their dad being stupid as well. Yeah. I think is also funny. They also, like, not, I guess, we're jumping ahead. They claimed and the gun club opened Double or Nothing. Yeah. And then they had a segment later on where Billy walked into a hotel room and they're all, like, passed out. I can only assume drunk. (laughs) And Billy walks over to Bowen's and still scissors him. And I thought that was so funny. (laughs)
1: It was very funny. It was very good. Uh, yeah. But after this, you have an in-ring segment with American Top Team where Scorpio Sky gets presented his new TNT championship, and it's a Lakers color.
0: It's Kobe Bryant-themed.
1: Yeah, because Scorpio Sky is an L.A. guy. He is a, a huge Lakers fan. So I think it's great. And the- it's I kind of, you know what, like, I know we spoke about, like, oh, every the championship has changed so many times, but I think I kind of like this aspect to, like, the TNT championships, like, getting customized to the champion i know we had a very uh, very yeah. heated discussion about it last week but i kind of like it
0: i i thought it looked like garbage in the pictures online so i like at first i thought it was brown i was like what kind of title is this and then i saw it on tv and i'm like oh yeah this isn't this doesn't look as bad as it does on in the pictures yeah but i, I still th- i don't fully understand how they get to use kobe bryant and stuff but what do you mean like, he's in his Titantron and everything. Ah, uh,
1: but it's called... What is that website? There's a website where you can download royalty... You can purchase the rights to use vi- pictures. It's interesting. So, um, what is it? Um, oh, I know this, and it's gonna... Regardless, the,
0: the yeah. segment gets interrupted by Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and, and Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian, who then stole UFC titles...
1: The BLF and,
0: title yeah the BLF title <laughs> was that is that Connor McGregor's?:
1: No, I think the rock just brought the, the the BMF title in is like a thing like, oh hey, here's a new title for the UFC. It's just a gimmick, you know, but anyway, this just sets up a, a mixed uh, trios match for Double or Nothing where Ethan Page, Paige Van Zant, and Scorpio Sky face off against uh, Frankie Sammy, and Ty Conti. so good enough, enough talking about that. Uh, your main event time, so Ruby Soho picking up the victory over Chris Statlander in the last semi-final match for the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. Uh, I am upset about this because I want to see Statlander come on, especially like the rub that they've been giving her in AEW, and she's freaking awesome.
0: I would love to know what was going through Tony Khan's head as soon as this match ended. Why? Because this crowd was so behind Chris oh, Statlander, oh yeah, that's right, and booed. They actually booed Ruby Soho winning. They booed her heavily when she was cutting that promo against Britt Baker. I know, and I think, and I
1: didn't she, if I'm not mistaken, like mention it. She's like, yes, I know. She's I know, like, I know.
0: yeah, guys, I'm a big fan too, but screw you. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Like, so, I, like they were going bananas for Chris Statlander, and as soon as she she lost that match, they were not having it. I, I'm a big fan of Chris Statlander as well,
1: and I'm so, kind of, I'm kind of bummed that uh, she didn't make it either. But anyway, your final <laughs> your finals were set: Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker rematch from the main event of Double or Nothing Grand Slam. I mean, not, not Double or Nothing, nothing Grand Dynamite. Slam, uh, Dynamite Grand Slam. So
0: wrong, wrong choices, wrong outcomes everywhere. Yeah,
1: I, it should have been Chris Dallin versus Britt Baker. No, it Dallin. shouldn't
0: have been, it, it should have been Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Yeah,
1: well, you know what? I, I said it last week. They're kind of... We'll, we'll talk about it once we get to the finals. But let's get to Double or Nothing. Live from the t mobile Arena in Las Vegas, New York. It's Sunday night. You know what that Las means. Las Vegas, Nevada, bro. Whatever. Las Vegas, New York. I, 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 <laughs> Staring at a computer screen for eight hours a day trying to edit things, my brain is becoming like a fine mush. Um. But anyway, you start off, we said it, the gun club comes out, raps, hypes of the cloud, and then your first match on the buy-in was Hookhausen, Danhausen and Hook, picking up the victory over the premier athlete Tony Nese and
0: Smart Mark Sterling. What a fun match this was. Tony Neese and Smart Mark wearing matching gear. I like that. And did you see that Mark got a new Major Bendy out of that? I did see that. And um, Danhausen also, by the way, had matching Hook hair. I thought that was funny. I thought it was very funny. And I thought as far as the match goes, it was a good balance of comedy and actual wrestling. This was, I could technically say this was now the first time I've seen Dan Housen wrestle. And he wasn't bad. No. He's great. Trained by Truth Martini. Nice tried to uh, tag Mark in at one point when Hook was tagged in and Mark drops down. (laughs) He doesn't want any part of that. He was so good. Eventually, um, Smart Mark pats Tony Nice to like... I guess like hype him up or whatever. And they counted that as a tag and he got in the, the ring. And I believe he was the one that lost it for them.
1: Yes, he did. And Dan housing, picks up to victory by just putting his foot on top of him and hitting the, uh, the curse, uh, thing, but it was good. It was a fun, it was a fun match. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, bravo to all four of those guys. Bravo to Mark Sterling, man. Uh, having a pay-per-view match and having that great attire. Um, But let's get to the main show of Double or Nothing first. Um, I want to go back to Saturday because this is like the big topic that kind of shrouded Double or Nothing. Uh, Saturday afternoon at the Fan Fest, MJF was supposed to have a signing, which he no-showed.
0: Which also, Sting, I guess... No show. Well, or, Samoa,
1: did, well, Sting wasn't able to travel. And I think they said that before the weekend even started. I would uh, love
0: to know what Sting's like actual injury was because.
1: And then Samoa Joe was apparently no show too, but apparently he was double booked. So there was yeah, a, which, what, no, it sucks. Whatever it is, what it is.
0: But MJF um, actually like no show. Somebody's like, oh, we saw him in the casino. Not like even remotely worried about going to a meet and greet.
1: So So later, later that was
0: reported that a plane ticket was purchased for him to leave Las Vegas. So he ends up not leaving, but people are like, oh, Meltzer threw out the name Goldberg. He's like, Tony Khan should throw all the money at Goldberg and get him to lose to Wardlow. But like, why? I don't understand that. that. Why? It it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. People off of that tweet, though, or, or that those words were like, oh, my God, Goldberg should replace Wardlow. Cesaro should replace Wardlow. Killer Cross should replace him. Wardlow should replace Wardlow. MJF, the, the, the craziest thing about this is going into Double or Nothing, three names were trending. The only three people that I saw people talking about in regards to Double or Nothing, MJF, Wardlow and then Goldberg by chance no it was Cody Rhodes because they had a truck advertising that's right over there
1: yeah but those things drive around everywhere you're in I understand
0: I understand that but like it's just like coincidental or what come on
1: oh no absolutely well it was probably done because they know that there's wrestling in town and these same people will go to another wrestling event
0: but that blew up and those were literally the three names going into Double or Nothing that people were talking about.
1: Yes. So the first match on Double or Nothing was MJF versus Wardlow. MJF came out. MJF made got into the ring. He made motions about flying and you know, made the, the flying motion all around all, all the place. And essentially he got destroyed by Wardlow. Yeah. I he said
0: faked, he faked a knee injury at first. Goes to pull out the the dynamite diamond ring. The ref sees it, pulls it away. That was kind of like Looney Tunes-esque. Yeah. Not bad. And then MJF uh, tried to pay Wardlow off. And then he ends up hitting five power bombs, breaks the pin, and hits five more.
1: Yep. So he hit ten power bombs. I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Ten power bombs for the ten lashes that he got. Hits the Danhausen pin. It's Dan, well, no, that wasn't the Dan Housen pin, that was more of a the, the Jericho. You know, he Jericho had like that pin, I think it was in WrestleMania yeah, 2000. And he would taunt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean,
0: t- technically, it's the same pin as Dan Housen and Wardlow, just different taunts.
1: But anyway, Wardlow's free, he's officially joined all elite wrestling. They show the somehow graphic. he's
0: ranked number one. He's he's had one match in AEW and he's ranked one. He should. he should. Well, I think against Jamie look, who, Drake. <laughs> I don't know how that makes him rank number one, but because he's undefeated. That's it. I mean,
1: but so yeah, it's it's the end of to the uh, end of the story, and we'll talk about MJF a lot more when we get to Dynamite. But next up, you have the Hardys picking up the victory over the Young Bucks. You have Caprice Coleman on commentary, which I liked. It was Delete versus Elite, um, and I thought this was a great tag team match um no complaints you you know you have Matt Hardy spike Nick on the crown of his head with a side effect you have Jeff get to the top rope and hit a swanton bomb for the pin I know there's a lot of report you know and and, like Jeff Jeff Hardy was seemed
0: out of it the whole match yes you watched you watch the slide Brandon I did wow look at you I tried to watch all the AEW stuff live
1: Wow, look at you. But you he
0: seemed see- very out of it from even like they're walking down to the ring. Yeah.
1: He's hurt. Apparently he's he's injured. He got yeah, very injured they, from the uh, After
0: guy. the show they tried to report that he had a broken foot or something. I have no idea. Okay. I don't get how they wrestle with broken bones. Do I. That's crazy to me, but Jeff Hardy, we did see him hit the swanton to Matt Jackson on the ring already. steps, which like that was the biggest spot of the match.
1: Oh yeah, onto the ring steps, yeah, for sure. Thank
0: God the Hardy's won. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh my god, absolutely. Why why do the Young Bucks need to anything else in AEW? They've do, it's like they've done everything. Why are they gonna continue to do things? You've got such a stacked T I T division. Let the rest of them go.
0: But I and I hate saying this, but I feel like the best thing Jeff could have done was just get inducted to the Hall of Fame. I know, because you're such a Jeff Hardy Mark. It's just not like this run I just, and like, trim, I was texting you about hits. it. I was like, maybe I didn't notice it in WWE because like there were points in WWE where it was definitely not great. And he was hitting those heavy swanton bombs. Yeah. That was like a hot topic in WWE, but to see him like moving the way he's moving and everything, I don't think maybe I noticed it because of how much he was put in like tag team matches and how short his like singles matches were. Yeah. Leading to the very last six-man tag that he walked out on or whatever. but
1: Apparently, I was just listening to Talk is Jericho this week, and Jeff and Matt Hardy were both on it. And he said something. He's like, I wasn't feeling good that day. I don't know what was wrong with me. So I just got out of the ring and I left. And they thought I, I was back. I thought on. he's like, what?
0: I don't believe that.
1: And he's like, "He's like, and they thought I was back on drugs. And they said apparently like they wouldn't release his – like drug test results to him. Like he was allegedly saying, so it's like either get fired or, you know, and apparently it, it should have been like a one day turnaround. I forget, but
0: it seemed like it's very set up for how everything fell into place.
1: What do you mean?
0: Like they had, maybe they went in this with a plan and they were like, we can get you out of your contract. Probably Who the WWE. No, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> And Matt,
1: he said he had Jeff said he had no interaction with anybody from AEW until 1201, the day that his contract, his 90 days was up. He said, I woke up at 620 in the morning and I got a text message from Bryce Remsberger saying, hey, listen, we're going to get you here today. But unfortunately, you're going to have we're going to have to drive fly to Tampa. Then we'll have our car service take you down to where we're going to be. He said he's like no, there was no interference
0: whatsoever. So yeah, but I'm I'm sure. I mean that's all behind the doors sort of things. Yeah. Even if even if there was like actual interference or whatever, there's no you're not gonna know.
1: Yeah, I mean well apparently no one,
0: like, no one's gonna actually come out and be like yeah we did this because then that's like that's illegal, I believe.
1: Yes. All right, so, let's continue let's continue on wrestling instead of uh things that we don't know about. Jade Cargill picks up the victory over Anna Jay.
0: This, it, was was, you, you, this was not good. Why? You're a wrestler? This was not good. There's no way you watched this match and thought this was good. This They seemed very lost throughout this whole segment. It's a match, not a segment. It's the whole, I mean, segment as a whole. But okay, Match but, plus aftermath. This regard, was not... like I, I had thought, high hopes for Anna Jay in this match.
1: Yeah, but she wasn't winning. She wasn't winning this no, match. No, no, before. I
0: didn't have high hopes that she was going to be winning or whatever. I just like... I like Anna Jay as a, a wrestler. Jade, I've seen bits and pieces where she's like, oh, she's getting better. But this, this for both of them, looked like two steps back.
1: But anyway, like the end of the match, called saw Anna Jay climbing up to the top, turnbuckle. Jade made her way up there. And then you have Stokely Hathaway walk down to the ring, distract Anna Jay, and then Jade Cargill spikes her with a, an avalanche jaded and pins her. Then afterwards, the baddies come out to attack Anna Jay, Chris Statlander sprints to the ring, and then the fallen goddess Athena makes her AEW debut. We get a big stare down between these two kind of like women's trios of and I like that like Anna Jay, Jade uh Anna J, Chris Statlander, and Athena all kind of like kinda of match with that black and white uh, gimmick. But it's really cool to see Stokely, Stokely Hathaway in AEW. I think it's a perfect pairing. Now, like I I know I'm going forward here again, but on you know, on Dynamite saying that she's her publicist. You you make Jade this big story. She's got her publicist. She's got her lawyer. She's got her baddies. You know, she's got a whole, like, squad with her. Make her, like, a a, a big deal in AEW.
0: And they did, uh, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan did get involved in the match. Yes. So, and so. then Anna Jay took them out. Mark also made his way out.
1: And got uh, another brain buster from uh, John
0: Silver. But he slipped in the crutch. So Anna Jay was able to use that behind the referee's back at the white Russian leg sweep. So,
1: The white – wow, it's been a while since I heard they called that.
0: Like I can't not call it that, right? No, you have to call it that. A cane's a cane or whatever. That's it. A crutch. That's it.
1: Uh, After this, you have the House of Black picking up the victory over the death triangle, which I was surprised about, but kind of with the help of – Surprised?
0: Surprised. Well, Did we not both think the House of Black was walking out as victors?
1: I think we were both – Death Triangle is going to walk out. I don't I know. I didn't, write it, I didn't know. write it down. But Julia Hart – Pac
0: having a mask I thought was cool. Who having a mask? Pack.
1: Oh, yeah. That was very cool. Very toyetic uh, trios match here.
0: All House of Black, yeah. Coming out with all their, their faces were painted that,
1: too. Like, very corpse-like. I thought that was so I, – I, did I, I didn't text you that night. But I, no. that was that – was I marked out for that, I know. I finish. had a hard
0: time, like with, uh, Hardee's and Young Bucks, I had a hard time knowing who the legal competitor was in this.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, Mexican style. Uh, like, of action.
0: Th- this match, why I don't know why this wasn't a tornado tag. Me too. But... It should have just been, like, they did enough spots that it really should have just been that.
1: Yeah. But you have Julia Hart come out to the ring and sprayed a uh, black mist in Pac's eyes, and Malachi Black uses the opportunity to, uh, Finish off Pac with the back heel kick, grabbing the victory for the House of Black. So this long-term storytelling of the inner demons of Julia Hart kind of, kind of f- came to fruition in this match, and now you kind of have your fourth member of the House of Black and Julia Hart. So cool! I'm about it. Yeah,
0: beyond long-term.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see, like, I think this is a year <laughs> in the making. I think so. Something like that. Very. cool. I'm about. I'm about it. Uh, next up, you have a winner to the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament as Adam Cole picks up the victory over Samoa Joe. And Mike Chioda was your referee
0: for this match. Pretty damn cool, man. It was beyond refreshing to see. Mike Chioda? Rules in a match.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. with Bro. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Samoa Joe. Also, I
0: liked uh, Adam Cole's Owen Hart gear. He had matching gear with Britt Baker, too, so that was cool. But... Yeah, that
1: did. Uh, but you have Bobby Fish run down during this match. Um, but Adam Cole uh, hits the super kick, drops a boom, and pins Samoa Joe. He's the winner of the Owen Hart Men's Tournament. So after this, the, they, after- they
0: showed, by the way, on Dynamite, they showed footage of after this ma- match with uh, Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt attacking Joe's shoulder. Yep, and slamming. But I don't shoulder remember Joe's shoulder. Was it like bum in this match?
1: I yeah, because he spent time working on that shoulder, like super kicking the shoulder. Um, I know there was there was some. He, uh, Joe tried to go for a power bomb, he couldn't maintain his grip because oh. you know he was because his shoulder was all bummed up. But so and, yeah,
0: so I guess that takes Joe off of TV for now, maybe. Um,
1: and maybe starts working him to more of a. I don't know if it takes unless
0: a, they show up on Rampage tonight. I don't know it's live. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but the main event of that's the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers
0: again. No, but the, yeah, I don't get that yeah, listen, at all. It, but
1: with the Young Bucks probably going over. <laughs> because I, it's yeah, in their hometown.
0: I really don't get that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I thought like maybe we could see another backstage segment or something. Maybe we're probably not. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, after that match we saw Britt Baker pick up the victory over Ruby Soho to win the Owen Hart tournament. I thought Rich the best... Ward played Britt Baker to the ring and then uh, Rancid played Ruby Soho out and the dude from Rancid Tim went Armstrong. viral.
1: Tim Armstrong. He apparently looked like Triple H.
0: That, like, there's, like, only this one specific moment of him performing. It's like, it looks like somebody photoshopped a bigger version of Triple H's head onto the dude's body. Oh, my God. It's, it's like... Uncanny, like I can't get that image out of my mind of Triple H playing.
1: But <laughs> Ruby did Soho. you think that, like, because they bring they brought Rancid in, that Ruby Soho would get the victory here? Was there like a strategy, like, but, oh man, Rancid? But she here.
0: also Britt Baker also had a special. I know, interest. but she had
1: just a guitar player. She didn't have Rancid, like a, a band that should she probably a, go into it? the Rock and Roll fourth, Hall of Fame.
0: Was one fourth member of uh, Fozzie or something. One fifth. One fifth member of Fozzie? Yeah. Um, Also, in this match, uh, the sharpshooter that Ruby Soho locked in, people were, like, trashing her for it. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not trashing her for it. When I'm watching it live, I'm like, I don't think that's supposed to have happened the way it did. And then when I watched back the clip, I'm like, there's no way she meant for that move to look the way it did. I thought it looked good, though. Wow, I'm
1: surprised.
0: Because, like, it's... She's like beyond injured at that point. She's got a rib injury, whatever. Yeah. She's kneeling on her knees.
1: Storytelling.
0: I think it's. I thought it was a nice sharpshooter. It's not like a sharpshooter that that is comparable to Brett or Owen or something. Yeah. But it was a good I, homage. I I really thought like I wouldn't mind seeing her do that move still. The, the sharpshooter. She was kneeling on her knees. The way with the the the, the move locked in. Yeah. But ultimately, obviously, I think the wrong woman won.
1: Yeah, you think Ruby? Yeah, because you still think Tony Storm should have won the entire
0: thing. I, I do think Tony Storm should have won the whole tournament. But in this match, even Ruby Soho, how is it not Ruby Soho?
1: I don't know. I, that's what I said. I think I when she came out to Rancid, I'm like, okay, they're spending the big bucks bringing Rancid in. I'm assuming that they are going to be putting the putting this title on her. But Britt Baker ends up getting the victory. Uh, afterwards, you have Martha Hart, you know, looking like she was going to uh, the Kentucky Derby with her a big wedding. fancy.
0: She looked like she was getting married to Tony Khan when she came out with him.
1: <laughs> she, had, she had a big <laughs> fancy hat on.
0: Um, also, uh, knockoff of Owen Hart's theme song. I like. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. <laughs> uh, that's that's such a good theme song.
1: <laughs>
0: but they were both presented with the Owen Hart Championships, which is. Everyone's like freaking out. Like these titles, what are they? Well, that's well, beautiful. Like, it's based off of the Stampede, Stampede. North American Championship that yeah. Owen Hart held. How'd you like though? It's like, I wonder if that pink one is the women's title.
1: You knew it was the, the women's. I thought they were beautiful. I thought they were great titles. It's, I, it's, and yeah, I I've been saying that. I think they look great. I think the whole tournament, very expected. And we've uh, very we've much so, yeah. Very much expected. But again,
0: we had high hopes, but we had high
1: hopes. It was expected. But again, like since Adam Cole has come into AEW, they needed to do something with him.
0: Him, I don't mind winning, though.
1: I don't mind. It, and winning it's not games. like I, I, I don't, don't ultimately Look, let me, mind Britt But Let me finish what I'm saying. They needed to do something with him. This is a great way to do something with Adam Cole. Make him this, you know, this champion. And now, like, I'm thinking, or hard tournaments, because I think this is going to be a yearly thing now. Like, if you yeah. want to do it, like, tournament seating style, you have Adam Cole be, like, your number one. And then, like, make, like, there would be, like, a play-in, like, between the eight and nine seed to face Adam Cole. Like, you, you could do something fun with this. Going, going I, I
0: know people were hoping that this would be more stylish of, stylistic of the G1.
1: Okay. Where there'd be two blocks and they just have to fight for. Yeah, you know. I guess. Yeah. But then you can see the same matches over and over again, and people have been complaining about that.
0: Well, I mean, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros Seven. Yeah. But now Adam Cole is—they're being referred to as the King of Hearts, which I really thought they weren't allowed to use. Okay. And it's on his—it's on the Owen Hart wrestling figure that they showed off. I don't—I have no idea how they got that, but and then. Brit Baker's being called the Queen of Hearts, but Natalia is also the Queen of Hearts, so I don't know how that translates.
1: What do you, um there's also you you pick up a deck of fifty two cards, there's a Queen of Hearts in there too.
0: Right. But so, like nickname wise, like I know, but
1: still it's I guess, I guess it's
0: licensing, I don't know how I don't WWE doesn't have Queen of Hearts trademarked for Natalia, but that's You know they like, don't
1: have sports entertainers trademarked yeah, but either. Why would they? Because that's what they call – they don't call their performers wrestlers. They call yeah, them sports entertainers. Yeah, but why would they
0: have I, – I don't think I, – I wouldn't have thought that they would have had sports entertainers. I wonder, do they have sports entertainment?
1: I don't think so. I listened to another Talk is Jericho uh, yeah, podcast.
0: Yeah, Jericho say that. Yeah,
1: he's, he, that's what he – like they were talking about the formation of the Jericho Appreciation Society. So he's like, yeah, I called up Dawkins see if sports entertainer was a trademark. He said, no. I said, perfect. Jericho For could effort- have the
0: trademark to it. After that segment, we saw the Men of the Year and Paige Van Zamp pick up the victory over Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and uh, Frankie Kazarian. All right, I hope this is
1: it. I hope they're – and I think they uh, they said it later in the night. They're, we're done with Sammy. We're done with Ty. Done.
0: They had you know. some nice uh, Maleficent gear.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, – all
0: right, cool. And also, Kazarian was not on the same page with them, and he I, was annoyed with them throughout the match. I thought that was funny. Yeah,
1: because they went out, and they're making out on the outside of the ring. Oh, you Paige so Van
0: – Paige Van Zandt, uh, her moveset was pretty basic, which I think could have been expected, but I thought she was decent. Yeah. I know videos are making the rounds. Like, what are they doing? I th- I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was bad either. And then later they, on... I, they... they. Go ahead. I was going to say later on, Scorpio Sky questioned basically who's next, and Dante Martin stepped up, and that sets up, um, <sighs> I think, Rampage.
1: Yes, you're right. So that's who's next uh, after this match. A very hard-hitting match with Kyle O'Reilly picking up the victory over Darby Allen. I like this a lot. Um, I said it during the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Kyle O'Reilly is one of those guys that shined in it. And I'm glad that they're giving him a little bit of a singles uh, run right now. But I don't I know.
0: Think the people were saying that this only happened because of the NBA. They added more matches on. That the Martha and, Hart not and... an hour.
1: Well, they yeah. Tony apparently allegedly, Tony Khan said like he was gonna let Martha Hart like not talk allegedly
0: as, that that legitimately well, came I, out of his mouth. I, yeah, I didn't hear the post. No, yeah, post that's script. a shoot quote.
1: Um, but he yeah, he let Martha Hart talk as much as she want. I thought her speech was very you know well done, um, and we got to get her back to wrestling, which was awesome. But he purchased an extra hour so that way if she wanted to talk longer, she could. Um, so. <laughs> But this match was great. It was hard-hitting. It was fast-paced. It was a Derby match. Kyle O'Reilly picks up the victory. I'm about it. Let's move on.
0: Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen, man. That spot where he dove to the outside and just tumbles out.
1: Well, I think he clipped his feet on the uh, the ropes. He, I, I went back and looked at it.
0: He went and I assume... It's a suicide dive. It's
1: not a, oh, I'm going to gracefully land on you and you're going to catch me dive.
0: I, yeah, but it doesn't actually mean you kill yourself in it.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't. He's. he's I
0: don't. Uh, I assume that the match after that, uh, not the match after that, the spot after that was supposed to be the original spot where Kyle O'Reilly caught him in the, guill- the guillotine. Okay, that's what I assume was supposed to happen. I can only assume that. Okay, but uh, I would like for Darby to slow down.
1: Yeah, I know. We've had this. We, we me and you had I this mean, conversation. We spoke about it, I think it was, had
0: to have been last week.
1: No, it was this week via text messaging.
0: No, but with. Uh, after that match with Jeff Hardy, or two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. But again, I he's not gonna slow. It. He's got a, he's got a, a freaking tattoo on his chest that says, "It's not over till you're underground," or whatever it says. Well, I, so you know he's gonna continue to do this until something bad hopefully happens. Hopefully not. No.
0: Hopefully let's, not. Let's no, I'm not on some wood there.
1: I'm not gonna. I don't want to put. You know, he's he's a, he's this. You know, is this uh, thing? Uh, Generations? Jeff Hardy? Whatever. But anyway, let's go back.
0: I don't even think Jeff does stuff like that, back. or did stuff like that. Um, he had some pretty crazy spots,
1: but yeah. Uh, okay, there we go. Enough said. Thunder Rosa picks up the victory over Serena D for the AEW Women's World Championship. Wrestling, women's freaking wrestling is. What I thought this, this match was, was the
0: best match on the card. Really. hundred percent. Okay. There's what? no match for me that topped this match.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it was a very. Uh, this is women's, you know.
0: And I saw people on the internet saying it sucked. And I'm like, no, I, I'm no, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I thought it was really good.
1: <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was very, very good. I said last week, I'm a big fan of Serena Deep. Thunder, Thunder Rosa spectacular too. Now, where do you go with Thunder Rosa?
0: I don't know. I thought she'd be on dynamite, but then it came out that she might be injured. So, or, or not injured. She wasn't feeling well. So they sent her home. I have no idea.
1: She's on uh, she's on uh, busted open today. She now uh, is on Fridays on a Mm. a wrestling talk radio. So Uh, next up after this, you have the Jericho appreciation society picking up the victory over Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Moxley, Ortiz, and Santana in anarchy in the arena. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. It was fun. I know there's references to New Jack in here. Um,
0: like by no means can I call this match good, but <laughs>
2: it was, a lot it was of like, fun.
0: it was funny. It was like goofy. And it's funny. Cause like Mox is like, I'm not having stadium stampede. Keep your sports entertainment gimmicks to yourself or whatever. And then it's like, this was, this was the same thing.
1: I know well, it was I like diff- the
0: spot, obviously Moxley's theme songs playing throughout it, like you said, like like New Jack, and then uh Jericho ends up smashing the soundboard, which stopped the music. I thought that was a fun, I thought that was a really great yes. spot,
1: yes, that was very fun, Matt Menard getting uh hard weighed, real bad, looking like a you know as like, say like a stuffed pig, by God,
0: like a a goddamn zombie though, at one point, Eddie Kingston hobbles down to the ring with gasoline, yeah. Brian Danielson stops him from lighting Chris Jericho on fire. And then he starts brawling with Brian Danielson.
1: Yeah. So it just shows you that that team was never on the same page.
0: I think fans didn't seem like they liked the ending of this match,
1: but you have to have the, you know, especially with the, the way that that one team wasn't the black black bull combat club wasn't working. It worked. And the Jericho appreciation society gets a, it picks up a victory Um, I do
0: think this should have been right before the main event.
1: Why? So people can keep
0: getting... And then it's like they maybe didn't put it right before the main event because the the ring could have gotten destroyed or whatever, but... Yeah, and
1: they also had to, you know, put back on the the ropes and put a new uh, apron on there and do a bunch of stuff. But I,
0: I think, I really think that could have been flipped. Yeah, okay. But after, so, after that match, we saw a backstage segment with Andrade where he announced that he hates the AFO, and I'm pretty sure he dissolved it. Okay, perfect. And he brings in Roosh.
1: His new business partner. So that is, I'm is, looking
0: forward to a lot. I don't know when we're going to see it. Uh, Andrade was on his honeymoon this week.
1: Congratulations to Andrade and Charlotte, by the way. Yeah. On their, on their Andrade nuptials.
0: making his uh, return to WWE.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe, by the way, got announced for a a Peacock project. That that was surprising. Oh,
1: Twisted Metal, right?
0: Yeah, I wonder if that's like if he got the audition during WWE. I would assume so. The whole Universal family. Yeah. Liv Uh, Morgan's in a movie too with Sam Jackson. and
1: Sam Jackson or Samuel L. Jackson? No,
0: Samuel L. Jackson, other big names too. Wow. All right. That's good. pretty let's, cool. Let's continue to talk about AEW. Deadline breaking that news. Big, two, two wrestlers doing big things.
1: You have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus successfully defend their AEW World Tag Team titles against powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. Um, the match Keith went Lee?
0: too long. The wrong people won.
1: Okay, perfect. That's all we got to say about that.
0: <laughs> Christian um, got involved twice. Yeah. And then it made no sense when Christian got involved. They were legally allowed to do what they were doing.
1: I think that's the the, the trios, the, the triple threat aspect yeah. of it is that. Uh but then your main event of the evening saw CM Punk successfully beating Hangman out of page. He is your new AEW women's champion. Can't take away from <laughs> this match being not very not women's good. Women's Champion. Uh, whatever. World champion, sorry. I'm a little dyslexic. Uh but CM Punk is new champion, hits the GTS, pins out of page. Uh, afterwards, it's FG. really
0: funny that CM Punk kept messing up the buckshot lariat, and I, I thought that was just part of the match. I
1: think that was part of the match too.
0: No, because CM Punk went on and was like, "I, for whatever reason, I missed it twice. I hate that I missed it twice. I'll go back and watch that always and hate that I missed it twice."
1: Yeah, but listen, but it could it could have like told to the story if they even said it, you know?
0: That's what I I legitimately thought it was just part of like. His energy. The second one, when he actually hit it, though, I was like, oh, maybe it's not part of the match. Yeah. But, yeah, Adam Page, at one point, he grabs the title to maybe think about using it, but he drops it, goes for the buckshot, um, eventually gets scooped up by CM Punk for the with the, the GTS and, and loses. Yeah, so
1: CM Punk is your new AEW
0: World Champion. The uh, media scrum afterwards was quite bizarre. Well, I... I didn't see it. Uh, Tony Khan, man, he was like, <laughs> like out of everything in the media scrum, the, the one thing that I don't understand people that people aren't talking about is CM Punk saying that Eric Bischoff without naming Eric Bischoff needs to go die in the dark. Yeah. Apparently
1: Eric Bischoff has been very vocal about CM Punk not being able to, you know, draw raw. money.
0: Yeah. And Tony Khan super fired up. He goes, we won the Friday night wars. We won jerry mcdivitt put it in the law books he's like super fired up freaking out pissed off beyond pissed off
1: well, calling what
0: what eric bischoff said bs cursing up a storm or whatever but the fact that cm punk to me that's wishing death upon somebody yeah i don't tony khan laughed it off and he goes well i don't want anybody to die but i, I think that's disgusting okay so i don't know how there's like sammy guevara obviously it's uh a lot different years ago he got sensitivity training. Yes. Why are there not going to be repercussions for CM Punk saying that?
1: Because CM Punk's a world champion, and he's true.
0: That makes no sense. But he opened up dynamite. Um and I and this is the thing, I don't think they there's nobody for CM Punk to face. Well, you're going into Forbidden Door. And but post Forbidden Door, before we even like talk about what happened? Yeah, we we have to talk about let's th- But no, no, before we talk about Dynamite, though, and and New Japan and stuff, there's like who else after Forbidden Door, who's built up? There's only one person built up. I know.
1: And that has to be the person. CM Punk needs to be a transitional champion.
0: So CM Punk and FTR team up to pick up the victory over the Gun Club and Max Caster, which I thought was a great match for the Gun Club. At this point, though, I couldn't care less about CM Punk.
1: Okay, well, he's, he's, he's your champion now. They pick up the victory. Uh, afterwards, he gets on the microphone. And he says, we got to sell pay-per-view. Whoever he he forbid- was talking
0: about how he's never done drugs, but he, he assumes it's similar to this, and Dax grabbed the mic, and he goes, I have, and it, it is.
1: <laughs> but anyway, he says, someone in the forbidden Doors back there. Show me what you got. And Hiroshi Tanahashi... The ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling walks to the ra- walks up the ramp. So I guess the main event of Forbidden Door is going to be CM Punk versus Tanahashi, which I'm about. I would love to see Tanahashi get the win, but that's not going to happen. I, mm,
0: yeah, no. Well, no, yeah, it's not. Gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> In Chicago, like, you're going to like, have CM Punk the, luge. Is he the next AEW champion? No, no, no. Is he though?
1: No, he's not.
0: Could he be? Uh no, he's not. You want him to be a transitional champion, CM Punk.
1: Yeah, you want to know to who?
0: The guy that did not drop the pipe. No. Because if Tanahashi were to win the AEW championship, there's instantly like a group of guys. Like, you don't need heel or face. You have Brian Danielson or something like that. You could have anybody of like that caliber go up against him.
1: Okay, but But, the man that should be and will be the next world heavyweight champion of all elite wrestling, is the guy that did not drop a pipe bomb on Wednesday. He, he said this in, in Proverbs before. He drops nukes. And he did. We heard from MJF. MJF comes out to the ring, has his music cut. He wants his cu- music cuts, takes off his Burberry scarf, and he says, I'm not talking to you as MJF. I'm talking to you as Max Friedman. And proceeds to go on a eight-minute diatribe about how he is the best wrestler in the world, Nobody can lace his boots going on and saying Tony Khan doesn't like to let everybody know that he is the second biggest draw in all elite wrestling calls him stat man. Tony calls him a Mark. <laughs> and he goes says,
0: up, He's like, he wants Tony wants to sit down and talk. It's a little too, it's too little too late.
1: He says he doesn't want to be here anymore and then proceeds to call Tony Khan. On F and Mark to fire him, they bleep him, they cut his mic. They, there's so much to like digest in here in this like eight minutes.
0: Well, because he brings up, he's like, I deserve to be paid, but you can keep your money, so you could keep bringing in X WWE guys, which gets a huge pop from the crowd. And the match right next after is two X WWE guys. I think it was, it was, it was booked perfectly. That has to have been, like, yeah. So, like, let uh, me... During the break, break, what we didn't see was CM Punk hobbling down to the ring and MJF leaving through the crowd.
1: So, like, that, like... That,
0: like... Here's my thing, like, are we... Is this a work?
1: Is this a shoot? I can't discuss that. Why can't you discuss that? (laughs) Because
0: I don't know. I know. I can't even give an opinion on it. All we know, like,
1: this was MJF's, like, promo of... His life, and this could be one of those promos that kind of goes down if this story ever unfolds. Like we were all being worked, and MJF becomes the next world heavyweight champion in Chicago at all out. That, like, this, like, I don't care about like people like oh, it's summer of punk too. No, I, I want the
0: summer of punk. I don't need summer of anything. I like
1: want that. the summer of MJF. Let's say because MJF's merchandise has been pulled off of shop AEW. His profile yeah. has been pulled off the AEW roster page. So, like, I think it, it this might actually be a, a
2: shoot.
0: And if you, uh, I think maybe at some point it was a shoot, but at this point, I don't think, I don't think so.
1: I don't, like, I really don't know. I don't know. All I know is, like, I have never been, like, MJF's an unbelievable talent. Don't get me wrong. I have been seeing this guy since he was working, you know, matches at Creative Pro Wrestling. And I said to myself, I'm like, this guy has something. He sucks. And something he brought
0: up was like, where were you? Where were you saying? Where were you when when you would say, I can't wrestle or whatever? I'm like, we were right there praising you, brother.
1: The one thing that really stuck to me out of this entire promo, he goes, something that, in fact, he goes, the reason you guys don't like me. Is because I don't tell people my head Because I make you feel, and that like that just triggers something in my brain. I was like, he's a hundred percent right. That's why MJF is so good. Because he's fluent in the ring. He doesn't have to do big flashy stuff. He make he gets underneath your skin. He makes you hate him. People are like, oh, he's from Long Island. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, he still annoys the heck out of me. Yes, he's from Long Island, but his character I don't like. And that's what makes him so good. And that's why I'm I'm like I'm not gonna go out and buy a Burberry scarf and walk around and say that I'm better than you, but like
0: You don't I have want, to, you're I, from like, Long Island. What? You you don't have to do that, you're from Long Island.
1: But I want them to like g- like after Forbidden Doors over, like don't have MJF on T V for a couple weeks. You know, CM Punk beats Tanahashi, all this prompt and salvation. You have MJF run out of the crowd and just hit CM Punk in the back of the head and just stand there. And that's how you close off Forbidden Door as MJF holding the title. Comes out the next day, be like, oh, hey, guess what? Finally sat down with Tony Khan. He threw the book at me. And my next match is going to be against CM Punk in Chicago at All Out. I'm taking the title. Have him take the title. And you're going to see the switch Everyone will be on CM Punk's side. Even you, you saw it throughout the the promo too. People are booing uh, him when he got there, they, and then the second booing. when he called Tony Khan and F and Mark, they yep. were all about it.
0: Yeah. So summer of them, MJF, He went baby. from booing to a standing ovation for that. And it's funny because like if you look at the four pillars of AEW, and even throw in Britt Baker, who considers herself a pillar or whatever she is, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Britt Baker, they're not getting that reaction that MJF got. Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. It was awesome. I'm pumped about it. I'm, I'm excited to see what's to come. Again, keep MJ off off screen until forbidden door. Maybe he made a pod shot at New Japan Wrestling in this promo. Saying, because I don't fake to pretend that I like New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, MJF has said it. He's a, a Roddy Piper guy. Um, I know there was a lot of... Um, Sim, uh, similarities between people are saying this and the CM Punk pipe bomb, so.
0: I mean, there's yeah, like that's one of those things. Miz on talking smack is up there. Yeah, Joey Styles has another one in WWE.
1: What, the shoe? Pro- oh, the shoe promo with uh, at uh, ECW last stand where he just rips on uh, Mike Awesome.
0: No, no, on I think it was a Monday Night Raw where Joey Styles was just like not having it. He left the, the commentary booth. He yelled at King and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but speak- this afterwards, so we are we're, we're supposed to have a, an open challenge that Johnny drip drip, Johnny, Johnny elite. elite made. And, um, to anybody, yeah, an open challenge to anybody on the AEW roster. And this was kind of spoiled earlier in the day.
1: Yeah. Thanks Lana.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Miro, except there's a, like a video package that airs for Miro that he's, I still don't get the him and God thing, but he picks up the victory, which is very expected. Yep. Um, but good to see Miro back. Gonna, this is kind of like the Samoa Joe thing with, with uh, John Morrison.
1: Hey, maybe just coming for a couple of dates, see how it works out. If it doesn't work out, he goes to his thing. He's going to be on a bunch of GCW shows. He's going to be doing his thing on the indies. So John, John Morrison's a great talent. So, yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to Miro. I'm looking forward to Andrade Arouche. I'm looking forward to whatever happens with MJF.
1: It should be an interesting summer for all elite wrestling. Uh, Next, let's continue on, though. Next up after this, you have the Jericho Appreciation Society come out, put themselves over about anarchy in the arena. They are then... Parker.
0: What? Parker saying uh, to the AEW Galaxy... Appreciate us. Yes. Which like Roman funny. Reigns would do the acknowledge me thing. I thought that was funny.
1: It was funny. Uh, but then you have Eddie Kingston and William Regal walk out. Kingston said he wants to fight all of them right now, but tells Mr. Regal, you know, you tell him where he wants to fight him. And William Regal, uh, a little nod to NXT war games, blood and guts.
0: Not the same oomph. And, no, it's not the same oomph. But yeah, it's the not. Jericho Appreciation Society attacked Eddie Kingston Ortiz showed up and attacked Chris Jericho, and then cut Chris Jericho's hair. So, and then Jericho said that he's going to shave Ortiz bald, and that sets up a hair versus hair match. In, in order for them to get blood and guts, so like you have to have
1: the hair versus hair match to get blood and guts. Blood and guts is already like, yeah. I think Detroit is when it's going to be.
0: It's in two weeks or uh, three weeks. I mean, yeah. So is it uh, three weeks? One. I two, would love. Three. I would love. Four Jer- weeks.
1: I don't think Jericho's going to get his head shaved, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I don't if think he does, so. Either. I would like to see I would like to see him come out with a different wig every single week and be like, "I'm a wizard. <laughs> I just did expelliarmus on my hair." or whatever it is. Um, but
0: When they announced everything all together afterwards, like at the end of the show, I think it was, I was beyond confused because why? the hair versus hair had a July date to it. I'm like, "What?" And then the blood and guts had a June date to it. So the graphics guy definitely goofed on that. I, I went and looked at the calendar. I'm like, this makes no sense. Why would they put a July thing before June? And then July 15th wasn't even, it was a, yeah. a, a Friday night. Yeah. So, wow. But, yeah. but after that, we saw the elite and Hikaleu pick up the victory over Jurassic Express. Christian, Matt Hardy and Darby Allen, with Adam Cole on commentary. This was originally announced on the Double or Nothing pay-per-view as a 10-man tag with Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole included and then it got changed to an 8-man tag and then Tony Khan announced that they that he allowed um because Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy are both injured, they allowed them to pick replacements so it got turned back into a 10-man tag. Yeah. Um the referee had like no control of this match, but I think this might've been the best 10 man tag that they've ever had in AEW.
1: And the bucks picked up the victory over the tag team champions. So that's big. That's very, very big.
0: Um, so if- afterwards also Christian, uh, broke up a hug from Matt Hardy to jungle boy.
1: Yeah, I guess he's uh, on his so way out. He
0: could hug jungle boy. I
1: liked like the, the back and forths Christian and Matt Hardy had. He's like, Am I gonna tag you in? Come on, we've we've been enemies for years. Am I gonna we're we on the same team right now, you know?
0: I think the whole thing with the elite and Hikole, they're like, oh, Jay White lent him to Yeah. Kind of they- they're they're
1: trying to build up Forbidden Door.
0: This version of the Bullet Club is weird now. Why? Because like the elite we know were part of the Bullet Club. The Undisputed Elite, yeah. And we have... I, I, we need to see what happens with the Bullet Club, because I mean, people are like... As the,
1: of right now, they're, they're kind of back to being a major focal point of New Japan. I don't know how much you pay attention to New, New Japan, but it was last yeah. month that J. J. White, Carl Anderson, Gallows, Fale... Um, they're kind of running the show again in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know there's a big match on the 12th in Osaka, Tama Tonga versus Carl Anderson at uh, New Japan Dominion, so that's that's big.
0: And it's like, do we see Gorillas of Destiny versus like Young Bucks or something? Or I, well, versus have, Bobby have, Fish, Kyle O'Reilly?
1: You have to see FTR facing off against somebody. Like, right now... You know, Who knows?
0: Maybe not. They got left off of the other card.
1: I know, but they've got the triple A and the ROH tag team titles. And you had Jeff Cobb and great. Oh, Khan. that,
0: that, yeah, that got what was the match that they got involved in again?
1: The uh, ROH tag title match against Punky Vice. Right. Yes. Right. So I
0: think that's, that's pretty much set up then.
1: Yes. So we'll see. He got so couple. I
0: would assume maybe FTR versus them.
1: Yes, Absolutely. Uh, next up to this you have Tony Giovanni on the ramp with Athena saying she's all elite and she's got one per- particular uh, person in mind it's Jade Cargill She tells Jade all streaks are meant to be broken she's going to break yours Jade, Jade walks out with Stokely walks out with the baddies everybody gets in each other's face Stokely has ordered security to usher them out so I guess next up for Jade is going to be Athena
0: well that yeah well she's facing uh, Hogan I think Yes,
1: so she's got to get through. Yeah, so she's got to get through Kira Hogan. And well, there you go, Kira Hogan. You know, a couple months ago, she said, I just want to wrestle. And now look at her. She's in a main storyline in Elite Wrestling. Yes, she's a, a, a part of it, but still.
0: Prior to that, they they had that backstage segment with Keith Lee and, and Swerve. Yep. Um, Swerve had a bunch of people with him. Yeah. <laughs> like Black Panther's actual stunt double. Yeah. A so famous fashion designer. Gave him some fashionable shirt. And uh, Keith Lee just wants everybody to swerve in their glory.
1: Yeah, kind of just keeps them on, keeps them. Relevant. What do you
0: think is next for them though? Because I like, I still feel like they should have won at double or nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but after this, in his first match as a member of the All Elite Wrestling roster, Wardlow picks up the victory over JD Drake. Um, eh, kind of a squash. Huge downgrade for Wardlow here. Yeah, listen. but It was more after the match where Smart Mark Sterling comes down with a security team, serves him legal papers saying he is suing him on behalf of the security company. Uh, and then Wardlow rips, rips up those security papers and power bombs a security guard. So,
0: cool. Well, I've been saying that for weeks. How is Wardlow not arrested at this point? I, I don't so, know. So, with Smart Mark serving in papers... And people are obviously going to be booing Smart Mark here, but it's quite the reverse. Good. Next. I want (laughs) Smart Mark versus Wardlow. Uh, Well, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Uh, After this, you have a backstage promo with Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and American Top Team's Dan Lambert. They discussed Scorpio Sky's match against Dante Martin
0: Friday on Rampage. You know what's weird? What? This is the second time that I noticed it that Excalibur spoiled the segment. Going into it because he goes "Uh, up next. We have Scorpio Sky and Dante Martin, and Dante Martin was not part of that segment at first. I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and and Excalibur did that with another segment, and I forget who it was. But he goes so and so and so and so, and then they go into the segment, and the other person wasn't there. And I'm like, well, where's the other person? And then the other person like cut them off to be like, I want this, blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, there's there's that. Yeah. I thought that was uh, interesting. But, yeah, that match uh, taking place this weekend. Chris will discuss it next week. Why just me? Well, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to record next week. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Crap.
0: Right. But uh, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho picks up the victory over Britt Baker and Jamie Hader, which I I thought was a good match.
1: I like the team of Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Very punk rock.
0: Yeah, and we've said that since the first time that they teamed there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but Ruby Soho hit the destination unknown to pick up the victory, and then Jamie Hader knocked Tony Storm and Ruby Soho with the championship afterwards.
1: Yeah, so kind of continuing this feud between these uh, four women.
0: I really would love to know what they're doing with Thunder Rosa. I know we discussed that before, but yeah, at I, this I, point, like, who's I,
1: next? I guess it has to be Britt Baker. Since you won the only it tournament,
0: has to be Britt Baker. No,
1: it doesn't, but I mean, it could be ironically. Britt Baker.
0: Somehow, Nyla Rose is ranked number one. I saw I, that. I don't I? I don't know how. So, uh, it's but, like Jay Lethal even being ranked. Eh. <laughs> it's fine. Main event, though, we saw John Moxley pick up the victory over Daniel Garcia. They... Had this match one time before, but this time William Regal, Chris Jericho on commentary. Before the match, they showed all the celebrities. They showed Macaulay Culkin buried in the crowd. They showed <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Paul Hauser, who did not get named, which I I find to be a slap in the face to him because he got AEW mentioned in a movie.
1: Oh really? What name what was the name of the movie?
0: In Queen Pins. he was. Um, the, the original script had WWE written into it. Okay. And he's like, can we change that to AEW? Interesting. And he got, and it's a movie with Vince Vaughn too. Interesting.
1: But anyway, this match was, I, Brutal. I think AEW does a great job of highlighting young talent and putting them there. They've done it with Max Caster and CM Punk. Now they're doing it with Daniel Garcia and, and John Moxley. This match is brutal. The, the spot
0: where Moxley dropped Garcia on the steps outside looks so nasty.
1: With the Xplex? Oh my yeah. god. It's what that's one of my favorite moves, but that just oh my god. I was watching it, I was just like, holy jeez.
0: But Chris Jericho ran down and distracted John Moxley and then Eddie Kingston. God bless him, man. Almost I mean, he, I guess he's you could so, say he did trip down the ramp, but he's so over. He cut yeah, they, he goes after Chris Jericho moxley ends up choking daniel garcia out afterwards to pick up the victory and moxley then joins the team for blood and guts
1: yeah so now right now it's eddie kingston and john moxley
0: it's two on two yeah so but like who else are we going to see added in obviously it's i mean is brian danielson not going to be in that
1: maybe he's not really Yuta's on his way back and he said and he said in his promo he goes he's like yeah jericho appreciation society he's like what is what he was done the tournament? He goes, Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm coming back to f
0: you up. So, but is that like, I mean, blood and guts? The the match itself was five on five. Yes, correct. So I have a hard time believing it's not going to be the same. Eddie
1: Kingston, Moxley, Bla, Yuta, Santana, and Ortiz versus Jericho Appreciation Society. So then, not Brian. Not Brian. Maybe they'll put him somewhere. Maybe Brian's like, by the way, we, we didn't even talk at the end of that match, end of uh, Anarchy in the Arena. Brian Daniel said, I'm going to kick his effing head in. Everybody like, went nuts about it. Yeah. I thought that was a good thing. But all no, crazy week for all elite wrestling. Some uh, new figures released too. New shown figures? Off, I should say. Yeah, a lot of new stuff being shown off. Um, I cannot wait for – and there's still no Cole Cabana figure.
0: But I'm fine with that. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm pumped because Alex Reynolds was announced. Alex I, Reynolds, the butcher. I just need I just need the uh, the acclaimed. So. Yeah,
1: well, that, uh, if they don't come with scissor fingers, I'm going to be real
0: upset. <laughs> 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 Do yeah, it. That's what Jazzwares is uh, waiting for. They're trying to get the mold.
1: Yeah, right. They're just trying to get the, the, the scissor mold. God, oh my stars! But yeah, crazy uh, crazy week in all elite wrestling. We'll see where. Uh, they're they're building up Forbidden Door. We'll see what happens with MJF.
0: It's less than a month away, so they I gotta don't... get gotta get going. No it I thought oh. we were gonna see more than just one thing set up for Forbidden Door there.
1: Yeah, but there's still you know maybe they'll set something up on Rampage tonight. Maybe they'll you know they'll set up a, a couple of matches. I heard it was supposed to be Okada versus Hangman.
0: Yeah, but that's I mean that's what the Meltzer report said, and then yeah. Meltzer was like, oh, that's uh, not true. I was. He walked back. I was sniffing. I was
1: sniffing paint again, guys. Sorry.
0: Um. But the the forbidden door is in uh, three weeks. I think.
1: Yeah. So there's still six. Uh. No, it's the 26th of June, right? Yeah, that's three weeks. Yeah, I fly away to. I'll be in Vegas when that happens. Go to the wrong city. Yeah, maybe I'll just. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to the wrong city, and also too, I was late a month for uh, double or nothing. Wait a minute, yeah. when is Hell when is that event in Vegas for WWE? Hell in the
0: Cell is, uh, Money in the Bank is July. Oh, rats.
1: July 2nd, I think, right? There's 3rd?
0: Um.
1: Oh, man, and I'll be there a week late, too, because we, we get in at, like, 8 o'clock on the 26th, so I can.
0: Yeah, it's July 2nd.
1: Oh, wow, I'm there a week late. Crap. Oh. All right, cool. So that's, uh, A W talk for this past week and we're going to take a break i'm going to leave and then dave's going to come in so we will be right back here on marking out
0: hi this is dennis haskins mr belding from saved by the bell and you're listening to marking out welcome back ladies and gentlemen to episode 590 being joined here by dave dave what up hey hey and um, i'm pretty sure it's 591 no did I say
2: 590? Yeah, yeah. I okay. definitely meant 591. I knew you knew it. I knew you <laughs> knew it. <laughs> but I'm doing great. You know? It's always good to be on the podcast. Speaking about some pro wrestling, talking about some sports entertainment, and especially speaking about Monday night raw.
0: Monday night? which opens up with the magician, not the wizard, Becky Lynch, who spoke about how the odds have always been stacked against her. And she brought up Asuka winning the money in the bank in 2020. And then how she handed the championship to her when she was pregnant. I mean, she's not wrong. No, (laughs) it was just a rundown. She went over exactly what she did. And then she called Asuka entitled. And Asuka came out, basically said nobody's ready for Asuka, and then Bianca Belair came out, and it led to all three of them brawling with Bianca Belair and Asuka on top, taking Becky Lynch out of the ring. Yeah, very interesting to see the both of them standing tall in the ring and uh, being aligned against Becky Lynch. But they were just getting ready for their match where Bianca Belair picks up the victory over Asuka. Um... This match, uh huh. I mean, it was, it was good.
2: It it feels like I've like it's been done before. I don't I don't know. Like necessarily
0: all... think it was needed to build up to Hell in a Cell, but Bianca Belair ends up reversing Oscar's pin to pick up the victory there. I didn't really Becky like Lynch... the, I do
2: really like the end of it with that pin.
0: Yeah, I like the ending. Becky Lynch still gets in the ring and took both of them out to stand tall, so she got revenge afterwards.
2: Yeah. It it didn't really do all that much for me, but... No. Yeah. Next up, you had Ezekiel and the Mysterios pick up the victory over Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens. Um, fun match. Yeah, fun match. Ezekiel keeps on impressing me, especially with I love how it's a totally different wrestler in the ring.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's but not a copy paste of Elias.
0: It is a totally different wrestler. I'm a huge fan of that. Kevin Owens accidentally kicked Chad Gable. And it left the Mysterios open to hit a double six, one, nine. And then Ezekiel hit a twisting suplex to pick up the victory for them.
2: Yeah. Big um, Big victory. You know, only leads to more Ezekiel and KO, though.
0: Yeah, uh, which was going to be leading to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Next up was probably the second best thing from professional wrestling this week. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Cody Rhodes comes out, brings up how Dusty Rhodes taught, taught him and, and told him all about Seth Rollins and how Seth has the ingredients to be a generational talent and Cody knows that Seth Rollins lives up to the hype he's a fan of Seth Rollins Seth came out and said that Cody wasn't good enough to be in WWE he left because he wasn't good enough and him and his friends tried to tear down what Seth Rollins was building and when it didn't work Seth Rollins uh, Cody Rhodes came back to WWE to try and cement his legacy and win the WWE Championship. Yeah, I thought this was a a really really good promo.
2: I agree with you. This was this got the crowd fired up it's, and it got the internet buzzing, especially when he brought up the throne. You know that was yes, a huge yes. that was that was such a huge moment for Cody Rhodes and I would say in his career and AEW in their promotion all to be to this moment of him coming back to the WWE. So Seth Rollins
0: really making light of that and everything was incredible. And then Cody calls him down to the ring and Seth like fakes him out, acts like he's about to hop over the barricade and and go into the ring, but he walks away and Cody goes after him and they brawl in the crowd. And it's a huge pull apart brawl. And I thought it was a great segment And this, to me, should have closed Monday Night Raw. I
2: agree with you. I think that there was so much going on with this. The crowd was totally hot and uh, behind
0: it. I agree with you. I think that this should have closed it. There was nothing on Monday Night Raw that was bigger than that. Not at all. No. No. After that, we saw Alexa Bliss pick up the victory over Dewdrop, which was a decent match. It was kind of short, so not much took place. Nikki tried to, like, it looked like she was about to get into the ring at one point, but it literally just wasn't a factor in the match. Mm. And I thought we were going to get something where, like, Dewdrop yelled at Nikki afterwards or something like we've been seeing with, like, nothing. backstage segments. Not not a thing.
2: No, not nothing. at all. Nothing. And there should have been.
0: Perhaps, yeah. I don't know if it was a Raw exclusive, uh, an online internet exclusive or whatever. I have no idea, but... Yeah, no, there definitely should have been something a little bit more with
2: that. But next up, you had the great one. The Miz, of course.
0: Miz TV. Um, This was uh, certainly an interesting one. The Street Profits were the guests on Miz TV, and they end up cutting Miz off as Miz was putting over Miz and Mrs., the new season. Maurice will be on Monday Night Raw next week, I guess, to put over the show. Maybe we'll see Miz and Maurice versus Bianca Belair and uh, uh, Montez Ford uh, at uh, at Money in the Bank, perhaps. Potentially, but they end up taking over the show. I popped, I really did pop big time when Dawkins went and high five Miz. When Miz was, went to put his hand up. Like, when my hand goes up, your mouths go shut. I thought that was so funny. No, it was good. But Dana Brooke ends up in the ring with Akira Tozawa. T-Bar, Tamina, R-Truth, Apollo Cruz, Where Tamina ends up winning the, the 24-7 championship. And then Tamina kisses Akira Tozawa. And then he pins her to to win it, and that's the whole Ms TV segment. I thought it was really, really strange, jumbled, but I didn't I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like the greatest use of Ms TV.
2: I agree with you. I think that I mean there's been better there's been better Ms TV segments than this one. Um, it was definitely lacking. But it was
0: more so, it was a, a, a 24-7 segment more so than a Miz TV to me.
2: 100%. I agree. I mean, with everything that took place, it was really a 24-7 segment. I wouldn't put it anywhere else. But, that led into Mustafa Ali packing up the victor over Ciampa. um, Via DQ. Yeah, via DQ, this matchup really,
0: I don't know. It's like it earns him a a U.S. championship match now since he lost, uh, since he won, I guess, because that was the stipulation. Mm -hmm. And then Austin Theory was like, we should do this right then and there, all the while through the commercial break, still attacking him. And Mustafa Ali makes the referee ring the bell. Austin Theory obviously picks up the victory there, retains the the championship. There was a small burst of a comeback from Ali, but he was just so beat up that there was no way he was winning this. No, there wasn't anything to it. And Adam Pearce came out and interrupts Austin Theory's celebration to say that Mr. McMahon was so impressed with that match that he wants them to have a rematch on the P L E. And then Austin Theory uh later on attacked Mustafali again.
2: Yeah. So they're gonna I have mean,
0: he's gonna have a US championship championship shot. There you go. And the fans at the pay per view. Fans think totally think maybe hate We him. see a new uh, champion come Sunday. Oh.
2: Um I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to have a new champion come Sunday. But well, next, yeah, next up you ended up having Nakamura Bro. Nakamura and Riddle. Nakamura Bro? That's what I'm calling them. Nakamura Bro. So Nakamura and Matt Riddle. My apologies, not Matt anymore, just Riddle. Picked up the victory over the Usos via DQ. Um, I don't... It, it was a
0: good matchup until the DQ.
2: Yeah, it was a good matchup till the DQ, but this entire Riddle pairing with all of the tag teams, I don't know. I... What else gives, are you going to do with him, well, I guess? Boogs
0: is out with an injury. Orton's out with an injury. They don't have anything for Nakamura. They don't have anything for Riddle put them together.
2: I think that's they're so lousy, though. They're both in the same though. feud.
0: But they they're should... in the same feud. I know, but they should... They I were literally, that... the Usos were feuding with, with RK-Bro. The Usos were feuding with Nakamura and Rick Boogs. It makes 100% sense. Yeah. I just want to see Anyone else it made sense. Huh? But I liked in this match when Nakamura ends up getting a tag and Jay didn't realize it at one point and he ends up running into a Kinshasa.
2: Yeah, that was a that, smart yeah, that spot. That was
0: a cool spot. The p- That ends up getting broken up by Jimmy, but Jimmy ends up, causing them the match he hit riddle with the scooter yeah and they continued the fight and nakamura bro came out on top
2: yeah they came up and i'm i i think that usos though like to just focus on the usos a little bit i think that if the usos were i feel like the usos are the best tag team in pro wrestling today
0: don't let other people here say that Huh? I said, don't let other people hear you say that.
2: Yeah, no, I am firmly behind that. I think that if the Usos went to Impact Wrestling, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, I feel like the Usos would be the top tag team in every single promotion. So with that being said, I think that the Usos, they
0: just, they are the best. I thought for sure that maybe we would see Nakamura bro versus the Usos at Hell in a Cell, but, I mean, right now, we're recording Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our predictions pre-Smackdown. So, anything could change, but right now, Hell in a Cell is a Monday Night Raw pay-per-view.
2: 100%. Which is, I, which
0: is bizarre.
2: Yeah. I, I really don't understand how anybody could think otherwise right now. And the thing that stinks is that If you do start adding more matches, it's going to oversaturate the card so much. And I hate oversaturated pay-per-views, just like this AEW one.
0: This recent AEW one.
2: I hate oversaturated.
0: We're at six matches right now. Good. Leave it right there. Last year, with a kickoff show match, was seven. Ugh. Seven. It's just not needed, dude. But after that, we saw Liv Morgan pick up the victory over Rhea Ripley. Liv Morgan spent 20 minutes literally just standing in the ring while they aired promos and stuff. is there truth to that? Yeah, what do you mean is there truth to that? She literally comes out for her entrance and they cut back to, uh, I forget what it was, a video package? Uh Uh-huh. And then when they come back from the video package, they do Rhea Ripley's entrance and then cut to commercial? There might have been like another. There might like a, been a, another video package in between that too. Mm-hmm. It was literally twenty minutes, a hundred percent. There was twenty minutes that Liv Morgan was in the ring by herself watching promos or whatever. I don't even know what, what could she have possibly been doing in the ring. They had her entrance, and then twenty minutes later, the match started. Now and why this happened the other week too? Why would anybody be interested in any of this? Like I, just, I that would... doesn't makes it doesn't make sense like. Time-wise, I don't see why they couldn't have aired the promos and then had Liv Morgan come out. Yeah, and honestly, I would hate to go to one of these live shows right
2: now. I would hate Although it. Although I
0: think maybe it's because of commercial breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Had she done, had they moved that and then and then come back from commercial break, had her entrance, they'd have to cut to commercial again. Yeah. But as far as the match goes, I liked it.
2: Oh yeah. I Hopefully thought it was we're
0: we're nearing the end of this feud. I don't know if we good storytelling.
2: You know, during very the, good. A,
0: during a commercial break we saw uh Damian Priest made his way out and then AJ Styles followed. Damian Priest got involved, AJ Styles takes him out, and Liv Morgan ends up reversing the riptide into a backstabber, rolls her up to pick up the victory, and then Damian Priest took AJ Styles out. And he... Looks like he's about to go after Liv Morgan. Finn Balor runs down, makes the save, and then they surround Rhea Ripley. And Liv Morgan takes her out. AJ Styles hits Damian Priest with a phenomenal forearm. And Finn Balor hits the coup de gras. No Edge, I'm fine with that.
2: I'm okay with that too. You know, have I the think match that on Sunday. Yeah, and we had. I mean, last week we didn't have Balor appear.
0: So this right. week we don't have Edge appear. Right. I'm totally fine with that. Closing out Monday Night Raw somehow was a contract signing between Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Omos. I don't know who they paid off to get in this spotlight, but... In what world did this need a contract
2: signing to even begin with? In what world is this even the closing
0: segment (laughs) of Monday Night Raw? I think what they say after after Monday Night Raw last week. I didn't even know this. It was a .dot com exclusive gimmick that MVP ended up picking the stipulation, and it was a handicap match for Helen a Cell. But given that this was closing Monday Night Raw, I expected something huge to be happening. But Cedric shows up, takes Lashley's leg out. Lashley takes him out, and then almost an MVP beat Lashley down, and and actually went through a table, if I'm not mistaken. Me,
2: yeah, right at the end, and I was actually getting very worried because they were cutting close. It was like
0: at oh they 11. ended after they ended after eleven, yeah,
2: yeah. It was like at eleven o'clock when the entire table spot went, and it was really, really close to not making it. So, but it made I just, it. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Whatever. Like, for all, of all of that, I there's nothing on that card. Hell, I mean, hell it, heck it, mm-hmm. <laughs> screw it. We should just talk about Hell in a Cell now. It's literally a raw pay per view at this point. Might Again, as well. like I said before, we could change before SmackDown, but on Sunday at Rosemont, at uh, the Rosemont Horizon, that was close, <laughs> at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois, Hell in a Cell. And we'll speak Bobby Lashley versus almost an MVP. I'm going to go almost. I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. I, uh,
2: I like, I feel like if almost loses, this isn't like,
0: I don't know. I feel I'm sticking but with it. It'd be almost. MVP taking the the loss. I think, huh? It'd be MVP losing. I think.
2: Ah, that's true. That's true. You know what? I'm sticking to almost an MVP. Uh, Ezekiel taking on Kevin Owens.
0: I gotta say Zeke. Zeke the plumber all the way. For the United States Championship, Mustafa Ali taking on the defending champion Austin Theory. I'm gonna say Mustafa Ali. And I am going with Austin Theory. I don't believe that Mustafa Ali will win, but it'd be nice to see him win. It'd be cool. It would. For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defends the title against Asuka and Becky Lynch. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Asuka.
2: I am.
0: That's a a tough call.
2: I'm going with Bianca Belair.
0: Bianca Belair just won it at WrestleMania 38. Yeah. So I do think Asuka could be potentially walking out as champion. True. I'm going with Six person. You're sticking with Bian- Bianca Belair? Yeah, I'm going to stick to it. Six person mixed tag match. Uh, Finn Balor. No, no, no. The Boliv Club Ooh. taking on the Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't going like Judgment Day. I think Judgment Day will end up winning this, but I feel like it would be really, really awesome if if the Bullet Club win. Hmm. Yeah, it would be nice, but I'm going Judgment Day. I'm going to say Bullet Club, and then maybe we see a, a new member from Judgment Day.
2: Okay. It's. It, I think this is one of the first pay per views that me and you in a long time have selected nearly more than half of the card differently I think there's just one match that we chose the same and everybody else is opposite
0: also like Wrestlemania Backlash seemed like a very like mid sort of pay-per-view or PLE Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it I thought it was a really good uh, event so just because right now it seems like it's uh, beyond mid doesn't mean that each match won't be a good match yeah and I could only assume this is the main event. It's the only Hell in a Cell match announced. Perhaps the only Hell in a Cell match that's needed. Cody Rhodes stepping into his second Hell in a Cell match. Taking on Seth Rollins stepping into his fifth Hell in a Cell match.
2: Yeah, he's. I mean, it's crazy. Cody, I would never Cody put. Cody lost
0: Hell... his only Hell in a Cell match. I would never put Seth Rollins s- has two and uh and lost two.
2: I wouldn't ever put Seth Rollins as the Hell in a Cell
0: Um wrestler. Like I mean, there's definitely people out there with more Hell in a Cell matches. Well, right now, currently, you know?
2: On the active roster.
0: Appearance wise, yeah. uh, Randy Orton has the most as the active wrestler. How many at does eight.
2: he have? eight
0: five even... wins three losses roman reigns has five four wins one no contest even eight like it's just cm it's... punk is current he's got five appearances jeez I mean... like i
2: don't even know how some of these wrestlers have so many appearances at hell in a Cell. i guess it's because it's just a yearly pay-per-view now i mean the the hell in a cell
0: has been around since 1998 yeah, but it wasn't a yearly pay-per-view Maybe actually, uh, was it 90, 97, actually? What, it became a yearly pay-per-view? No, 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 97, I'm saying, was the first Hell in a Cell. Oh, one. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like... The first Hell in a Cell was 2009. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of years. And, and some of those Hell in a Cell pay-per-views had multiple... 2009? Yeah. Oh, wow. I would never have Like was... that first, the first Hell in a Cell uh, pay per view, we saw um, Undertaker and CM Punk. We saw Randy Orton and John Cena, and we saw DX versus. Oh wait, Legacy. what am I
2: thinking? You're talking about the pay per view Hell in a Cell. I'm like, yeah, well, what did you okay. say?
0: You said when did it become a pay per view?
2: Yeah, for some reason, my mind converted over to the first match, and I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't makes it doesn't make I sense just said to me. The How the first match was
0: '97. Yeah, 90, yeah, I didn't hear the 97. But
2: that's the thing. The like, most since...
0: appearances inside of A Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. is Undertaker. Yeah. 14. Then Triple H has nine. Mm hmm. Well, that is hell. But did you even pick? What the hell? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going Cody. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to go Cody. I think that they're going to really give him that silver plate. As they should.
0: I'm going with uh, Cody. Um, again, stuff could change from now in SmackDown, but we don't record altogether then, so... Yeah. Uh, Moving over to NXT, we saw the Diamond Mine backstage where Roderick Strong gave the Creeds and Ivy Nile the night off and basically told them to stay in the back for his match. And then goes on to lose his match teamed up with Damon Kemp lost to pretty deadly. I think Kemp looked a lot better in this match than his other matches, but the Creed brothers didn't listen to Roderick strong and they made their way out and strong ends up getting distracted when Julius got hit with the title Mm -hmm. and he turns around, gets hit with spilled milk and lost to pretty deadly. That makes me think Pretty Deadly might be losing their ti- their titles on. Uh... I don't think so.
2: I think that Pretty Deadly are incredible. I think that I hope they, they don't. I think that they have it right now. I don't think they're losing.
0: Actually, the Creeds they got they got the upper hand at one point on NXT. So
2: I'm still not a big fan of the Creeds, which I know surprises you because they're like amateur really wrestling good. wise.
0: I'm not a fan of them. I like I uh, like re- Pretty Deadly more. Roderick Strong ended up yelling at them later on and Ivy's like they saved you they saved you from getting hit with the title and he's like well I'm the leader they should have listened to me and he said that if the Creeds lose on Saturday they are out of diamond mine so
2: I think that they lose
0: I I feel like that's a possibility actually
2: I think that they lose and I think that and I mean I, I think I still they might pushing... be the
0: first members of Diamond Mind to get kicked out and not end up in AEW.
2: <laughs> like, i Yeah, tr- right? Because um, I think they
0: have a bright future.
2: <laughs> and W... <laughs> and, uh, uh, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, I still don't know how much longer he has with WWE. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so I think that... I think creeds are going to be out of it.
0: And then uh, backstage, Kiana James approached Ivy Nile to ask her if she'll still talk to the Creeds after th- after they lose it in your house, and she got pissed off. That set up a match later on between her and and James. I feel like I could just say the match now. Ivy Nile won.
2: Yeah, Ivy Nile got the victory
0: in this one, and the, I mean, but it, it wasn't was talking... one sided. I liked uh, Kiana James. Brand, pretty much brand new on NXT, she reversed Ivy Nile's Dragon Sleeper.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we've seen that before. And or it's Wade not too
0: often throughout the 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 phrase "brain over brawn."
2: Yeah, but that's I think when it...
0: pretty deadly. They came out afterwards to trash talk the Creeds, and the Creeds showed up and knocked them off the apron.
2: I was a fan of this. I like how they came out after the match and. You know, especially with all that happened
0: earlier on. I was a fan of this. Yeah. But, but yeah. We had the two families sit down, the Le, the Legato Del Fantasma and uh, the D'Angelo's, and they met on a yacht. And Tony wants a match between the two families, and Santos said he wants to up the stakes, since they already won. And Tony proposed a six-man tag where if they win... Legato joins the D'Angelo's. And if Legato wins, Tony and the De Angelos will join them under the banner of Legato. I like this.
2: I like this match. I think that the I think that this is gonna be a great match. You know, I it think should that should be
0: interesting to see who wins that.
2: Yeah. I I who do you think is gonna win that? Which I would family? like to see legato in that I kind of feel like it's not going to be legato
0: but I know, hope it is but we'll yeah. talk about that in a, in a moment <laughs> after that we saw Cora Jade pick up the victory over Electra Lopez which I thought was an enjoyable match but given the it seems like the with the previous match that was made for In Your House I feel like Electra Lopez maybe shouldn't have lost this week. Like, don't um, you want it Legato to look like they're standing strong?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Cora Jade is the,
0: I mean. And I house, don't think Cora think. should be losing either. So it's like, part of me is fine with it. Part of me is not fine with it. I Maybe mean, it could have been like, I, I, I would say a different opponent, but they set it up with the whole popcorn yeah. and everything last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after this, they, they aired a uh, Roxanne Perez video package, basically just hyping up the breakout tournament finals next week, which I swore was taking place at in your house. I thought for sure the finals was at in your house, but it's next week. And they had footage of Roxanne Perez from total divas, which I thought was amazing. They had uh, footage of her from Booker T's reality of wrestling where she trained And she was like, I missed my prom to make it to a match. And then they spoke about her friendship with Cora Jade and how they had similar starts in professional wrestling. And then later on, Tiffany Stratton had a response video, which I thought was a hilarious video. And, um, I popped because at one point she's like, ew, you took a 10 hour bus ride to get to Booker T's school. Why wouldn't you just fly or something like that? And I thought that was really funny. Because she's, like, this rich, spoiled brat or whatever. And, yeah, so I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But backstage, we also saw Wes Lee being interviewed where Sanga interrupted just to, like, give him a pep talk for his match against Zion Quinn. is awesome. Yeah, I really like this version of Sanga. His mic skills are great. Yeah. And then it led into the next match where Wes Lee picks up the victory over Zion Quinn where... Quinn pretty much killed Wesley throughout this whole match but Lee got that quick like roll-up victory to to win yeah I I don't know I don't know how I
2: feel about like I don't know I thought that Quinn was gonna get the victory
0: but Wesley he's doing good he's doing good um. But, like, it's not like he got, like, the ultimate victory. What do you mean? He got, like, the underdog victory to me. Yeah, I know. Because it was a quick
2: out of nowhere. Yeah, that's the way that I, like, that's what I mean. That's the way I view it, too, is that it was a very
0: quick victory. uh, Unexpected, I think. Uh, After that, though, we saw Joe Gacy basically hyping up in your house. They showed a lot of Rick Steiner wrestling clips. And he begged for Braun Breaker to get angry at in your house. And he told Bron Breaker that the championship's coming home with him. And I think he said, regardless of whether or not he wins. That's one pro wrestling mark slash out. That might not be accurate, but that's what my memory is remembering right now. But <laughs> Bron Breaker was interviewed about it later on, laughs it off, and then the lights flicker. And he gets pissed, and he goes to smash a TV, but he stopped before he did it, and he's like, this is what Joe Gacy wants. He wants me to do stuff like this, and I'm not going to do it. Don't do
2: it. No. But, yeah, next up you have the Women's Championship Summit. Um, yeah, what's your take with it?
0: Basically, Wendy Chu and uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter all signed the contract, and they were just waiting for Toxic Attraction to sign it, and Wendy Chu kept yelling at them to sign it. Toxic Attraction just kept talking right through it, and I thought it was a good back and forth of words between all six of them. I almost said all three of them. But Wendy Chu ends up hitting Mandy Rose with a spitball. I like that. I, move. I think it was disgusting, but I
2: mean, not the spitball. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it was about funny the... though. Yeah. It was a good spot. I really liked the move at the end.
0: Well, Where... all hell broke loose and they all, they end up brawling and Wendy Chu ends up putting Mandy Rose to the table with the diving nap drop or whatever. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. Di- diving sleeper? The when sleep. The went to sleep. Can we call it the went to sleep? I don't know. I mean, we could. Her name is is Wendy Chu, so the when to sleep, when to sleep, okay, okay. <laughs> Should we like Aww. pitch that? <laughs> start start uh, tweeting out hashtag to her. when to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was a good segment there. After yeah. that, Solo Sakoa picked up the victory over Duke Hudson, uh, which was not a one sided match, and I think Sakoa needed this victory here.
2: I agree. And I don't he's think the one that... that
0: I went into this match seeing walking mm-hmm. out as the victor.
2: Yeah, I don't think that Hudson needed the victory in this one. No. so I mean Sokoa, I think I, I, Sokoa, I cannot wait to see him get brought up to the main stage. I'm really excited for that.
0: yeah, but uh, yeah. then they, they aired a video of Thea Hale, who they show first of all, graduating high school. And then she's sitting in front of a bunch of hats. One was the University of Notre Dame uh, or Notre Dame. They had the University of Alabama and one of the hats was UNC, I think it was. Yeah, North Carolina. And she ends up throwing all of them away and putting on a Chase U hat. And I can't even... They First of all, they cut away to Chase, chase U, U and they U all like, celebrate. <laughs> this popped me... This was probably one of the things that I laughed at out loud the most this week. And it's kind because of funny I was because I was expecting her to pick an actual college. <laughs> oh,
2: really? I, I, it's funny because I feel like this should have been something that was expected but wasn't, you know?
0: Like when they announced that she's going to be picking uh, which college she's going to last week, I was like, oh, that's something cool. They've never done it before and then they showed three different colleges and i was like oh i don't uh i don't know if they would actually do something like this but we'll see what she picks yeah and then she throws the other hat man and she puts on chase you and i lost it i thought that was so so funny
2: yeah i i so agree. i don't know is
0: she like not going to college now is that what that means maybe she go a full sale is that still an option i don't know
2: <sighs> i don't know but hopefully she does go to college i mean you know get that in there But next up, you had Grayson Waller pick up the victory over Josh Briggs. Uh, We got the distraction during this match, too.
0: Well, first of all, uh, Grayson Waller made Henley and Jensen go to the back because he wanted it to be even one-on-one. But during the match, Sophia Cromwell and Robert Stone made their way out and Von Wagner showed up from behind, causes a distraction leading to Grayson Waller to pick up the victory. Von Wagner beats Josh Briggs down. Jensen makes the save. So... Was it really one-on-one? Eh, not really. Not really. Did Grayson Waller have a hand in that? I have no idea. We don't know yet. No. I don't think so. Um, We already spoke about Ivy Nile and Kiana James... Ivy Nile, by the way, has a, an NXT UK women's championship match next week against Mako. So who you got in that? Mako. Good choice. Good choice. (laughs) But it should still be a good match for Ivy Nile to get that experience. Exposure. Yeah. The match is probably already taking place by the way, but yeah. Spoilers. I don't know the results. Um, after that, they aired uh, another vignette for Giovanni Vinci. It's just a, a bunch of more Italian stuff, so... It, it There's no way it's not Fabian Eichner at this point. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Eichner. I guess he'll be a heel. I can't really see him as a face. He's a fantastic wrestler. Yeah.
2: So... Yeah, but main event of the evening saw Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Nathan Fraser. Um, Carmelo and Trick did commentary for this. Mm-hmm. Great match. Yeah, this was an awesome match. I Really, Cameron Grimes is so over. You know, the NXT universe loves him.
0: But Nathan Fraser, think? I can only keep saying the same thing is so good, and it's really awesome. I always say this to say him on, to see him on TV here. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was a really fun match to watch. And afterwards, Trick Williams tried to get involved, and Carmelo Hayes tried to get involved, but Cameron Grimes tossed Trick Williams out of the the ring, and then he pulled the uh, before he could do anything with um carmel hayes trick williams got him out of the ring
2: yeah i think cameron gramps is gonna end up uh, potentially winning
0: um well we'll talk about it in your house taking place at the performance center this saturday a lot out of order (laughs) um i guess we'll start with this normal match where you got the D'Angelo's taking on Legato del Fantasma. I'm going D'Angelo. I'm saying Legato.
2: Oh, uh, brother, brother.
0: Um, For the NXT North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes taking on the champion, Cameron Grimes. I'm saying Grimes retains. I'm going to say right. Cameron Grimes. NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Pretty deadly versus the Creed Brothers. If the Creeds lose, they're out of diamond mind. I do think you're right. I'm going to say pretty deadly retained. Yeah, I'm going pretty deadly. NXT Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Toxic Attraction defending the titles against Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. I'm saying Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm following suit. For the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose defending the title against Wendy Chu. I'm gonna say Mandy Rose. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I think if if it's not Mandy losing the title, then it's Toxic Attraction. That's the thing.
2: I feel like I feel like it could be both of them. I'm gonna go with me. I'm gonna go with uh, Wendy Chu.
0: It's a possibility. I'm gonna say because uh, yeah, I'm going one D two. Well, uh, what I would assume is the main event for the NXT Championship, where if Braun Breaker is disqualified, he's gonna be losing the championship automatically. Uh, Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. I'm gonna say Braun Breaker retains. Um, I'm gonna go with Braun Breaker as well. I'm s- I'm
2: sorry, I just don't get this the hi- the Joe Gacy hype with uh, all of this right now.
0: Um, I do think we might find out the, the masked men,
2: Um, perhaps. I think that's very possible. You don't think they're going to play a factor into him
0: winning? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with it. Well... That's our predictions for In Your House. Going to talk about NXT UK really quickly, which featured a lot from NXT. We saw Von Wagner pick up the victory over Sam Gradwell, which I thought was a good match. Um, the outcome, I think you would agree also, is a bit obvious to have Von Wagner go out there and win. Yeah, of course. I mean, with everything taking place. I did like the T spot with Von Wagner attempting to throw Sam Gradwell into the crowd, but I thought the finish was good. After that, Stevie Turner picked up the victory over Angel Hayes. And I don't know if Angel Hayes is like actually signed to NXT UK or not, but she looked good in this match. Yeah. Um, for being like an enhancement, I guess. Not enhancement because she got a lot in, mm-hmm. but certainly not somebody I would expect to, to lose to Stevie Turner. She has, I think it was one win, and it was like a disqualification that she had months ago. Yeah. All the rest are are, are losses but it was another good ending to the match. I thought it was good. And the main event saw Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith pick up the victory over mustache mountain and D familia to become the new NXT UK tag team champions. This was a really good match. I somehow saw the results a few weeks ago. That stinks. So I I went in knowing the outcome of this, Mm -hmm. but it was still an enjoyable match. And there were a few times in this where it looked like mustache mountain would retain, Mm -hmm. but Trent seven goes to use the title and it would have been legal because there were, it was a triple threat tag team match and Tyler Bate um, prevented it from happening. He like got into like a tug of war over that title with him. And, uh, Ashton Smith dove out onto Tyler Bate, and Oliver Carter got a quick roll up on Trent seven to win the match and the, and the tag team titles for them. No. mustache mountain afterwards argued about it and Trent told him he's done. And I think that means he's done. I think if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, Trent said, if he loses this match, he's done with wrestling. So I hope bold, that's not the case bold statement, but let's see how true that stands. I do. Like if I, I could be misremembering that, but I just, I hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But that was NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown. This was actually Michael Cole's 25th anniversary of being with WWE, so I thought that was pretty cool. But the actual show opens up with New Day speaking about the Brawling Brutes, and they put over Drew McIntyre helping them to get the win last week, which brings out Drew McIntyre, who gave Biggie a shout out. Also said that he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle for the championship. Um, this promo had a bunch of sexual innuendos in it. And then Kofi Kingston brought out a gift for Drew McIntyre, which was, a, I guess, a Big D New Day kilt. But the Brawling Brutes came out and said that their match last week was a sham. They weren't prepared for Drew McIntyre and basically laid out another challenge, which... Sent Butch run into the ring. He gets tossed out. Match takes place. Bron and Brutes pick up the victory over Drew Day. Pretty standard match. To me, I feel like the biggest thing of this was uh, pretty much cut off to go to commercial break. Xavier Woods taking uh, Pat McAfee's commentary gimmick headset to say that he's going to be challenging or wants to be built up to become Intercontinental Champion. I don't know if that's actually going to be taking place, but next week is Gunter versus Ricochet for that title. So I could definitely see Gunter becoming champion. But the Brutes were able to take over at the end of this match. Sheamus hit a brogue kick on Xavier Woods, picked up the victory there. Backstage, Adam Pearce was on the phone and Max Dupree interrupted him and said that he has a superstar To represent SmackDown. And he has his first client. Who will be unveiled next week. Jinder Mahal picked up the victory over Humberto Carrillo. Prior to the match. Shanky was backstage dancing. And Jinder told him he can't dance tonight. And he immediately started dancing. During his entrance. And he actually has gear now. Kind of looks like he'd be tagging with Shorty G. So I thought that was funny. Um, but Shanky started dancing during the match and Jinder Mahal yelled at him. Um, Umberto tried to get a quick victory out of that, which I thought was going to happen. But, uh, Umberto, the referee was distracted by Shanky and Umberto was then distracted by that and Jinder rolled him up with a quick victory. And then Shanky danced with Samantha Irvin afterwards. After that, Natalia picked up the victory over Shotzi, Blackheart, Aaliyah, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zia Lee to become the new number one contender. Uh, prior to the match, Shotzi locked Aaliyah in the locker room, but she did end up making it before the referee rang the bell to start the match. The match itself, I thought, was a bit sloppy at times, but the end saw Raquel do some damage. Only for Shayna to lock her in a sleeper hold. While that's going on though, Natalia pinned Shotzi. And the last time Natalia faced off against Ronda Rousey in a singles match was for the Raw Women's Championship on, I believe, Monday Night Raw in 2018. And if I remember correctly, it wasn't much of a match. So I'm looking forward to this. We don't know when that match is going to be taking place though. We also found out that Lacey Evans will be back on SmackDown. She was supposed to be on Raw this week, but they aired a video package saying she's back on SmackDown next week. So she's getting flip-flopped all over the brands. That kind of sucks. We saw Mad Cat Moss make his return in an ambulance. He kicks open the doors. He's wearing the, the plain black biker trunks now. And then he goes to the ring, cuts a promo. And said that the Madcap Moss that Happy Corbin knew is gone. And that he buried him. And he called Baron Corbin out. And Corbin's like, I'm not doing this tonight. And then Adam Pierce was like, you know what? You are. It sounds like it's a great idea. And he made the match. Happy Corbin goes on to defeat Madcap Moss only by disqualification. Because Madcap snapped. And he ends up using a chair. Beating the hell out of um corbin with it he he bent the chair over corbin's back and then he went to use he put the the chair around his neck like corbin did to him and he went to use the steel steps obviously instead of the andre the giant memorial battle royal trophy and uh the agents came in and stopped him and this match gets set backstage happy corbin's talking to adam pierce about a fine or whatever and and pierce is like fair is fair There's not going to be any sort of fines for you for, for Madcap, but hell in a cell, no holds barred match. And like I said earlier, something could definitely change before we were recording till now. And, uh, I'm going to pick Madcap to win the no holds barred match against Happy Corbin. And I feel like Dave would say the same thing. We saw Nakamura bro earlier on in the night interviewed about challenging, the Usos for the, the the Tag Team Championships. Why this didn't end up immediately on the, the, the Hell in a Cell event, I have no idea. The Usos interviewed later on. It leads to their main event match. Where the Usos obviously retained the the Tag Team Championships against Nakamura Bro. Um, this was, I have to say, this was certainly the best match of the, the night but that doesn't say much. (laughs) At one point, the referee ends up throwing up the X for Nakamura, though. He smashed his knee into the ring steps, and then the Usos smashed his knee with a, a kick or whatever. So Riddle ends up going at it alone. Jay ends up mocking Randy Orton at one point. Riddle smacks him in the face with a running knee. Gets fired up. Takes both the Usos on. Jay at one point makes the save from from Jimmy when Jimmy was going to get hit with the, the Hangman DDT. Riddle hits him with the, the springboard floating bro. Hits the power slam. A bunch of Randy Orton stuff. Goes for an RKO. Jimmy reverses it. Gets hit with a uh, pop-up Samoan drop. They go up to the top rope. Riddle almost hits the, the RKO off the top rope. Roman Reigns' music plays. And Matt Riddle gets distracted by that. Jay tags himself in without Riddle seeing it. Riddle hits the RKO from the top rope. And Jay hits him with the Nuso splash, picks up the victory there. Cut to the back, uh, to the the production truck. Sami Zayn celebrating. Saying that he can't believe that it actually worked. So I thought that was funny. I was waiting for Sami Zayn the whole match. Um so he played the music for, for that distraction and then Came out to celebrate with the Usos up at the ramp, and Riddle was pissed off and went after them, and uh, got broken. He got he got pulled away, and that ended SmackDown. Overall, uh, I mean, it's a Raw pay-per-view, uh, ple, so it doesn't really. It's not. It wasn't a really. It wasn't a go-home show, to me. You had one match from SmackDown got added to it. But that was SmackDown.
2: Hey, Brandon, how about your shout-outs?
0: I'm Louie Anderson, and survey says Brandon shoutouts. outs Ray Liotta passed away last week, unfortunately, at the age of 67. I think probably best known as Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Yeah. But he had such a long career. He was in the, the Many Saints of Newark, which was the prequel movie to The Sopranos. I thought that was a, a pretty good movie. But he was also the voice of Tommy Versetti in Grand Theft Auto Vice City and did a fantastic job with that. I mean, he was always
2: just such a, a good actor. I mean, Field of Dreams, he was
0: uh, fantastic in as shootless Joe. You yeah. You know? so good Goodfellas. such a fantastic movie one of the best m- movie scenes of of all time in my opinion is when he's on a date and they're going into the restaurant with and then he kissed me playing behind them mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a one shot thing that follows them throughout the whole from the car to the across the street to the, the kitchen and then through the table. Or, yeah. or through the kitchen to their table. It's a fantastic scene. I mean, another movie that was big fan. Blow. And um, I was a big fan of
2: that movie Blow. Where he was uh, the father figure in that.
0: I don't think I ever saw Blow.
2: It's with uh, Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw
0: it. It's really good. Um, My next shout out's going to This Is Us. Because they wrapped up the series last week. And uh, just wanted to give them some credit. They they did. They packed a lot into that show. It was like five or six different generations of stories throughout six seasons. Um, that show I never understood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I hi.
2: I'm sorry. I know that this is America's sweetheart right here. It was huge. It was over. It got the push. It got the rub. It was on every single TV show. Every single talk show. Wanted one of these actors and actresses on them. I don't understand it. Why in the hell. Do you want to put yourself through watching that. Especially if you know. By the end of the episode. You are going to be an emotional wreck. You are going to be. Crying and bawling your eyes out. Why do you want to do that to yourself. I am. This proves that that society just
0: wants to but like that's why people watch movies and stuff no this is you isn't watch just, movies no 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 you watch movies to feel no but this
2: is too, <laughs> this is too much feeling this is like reality watching you know you watch this and you get so attached to somebody and then oh a, croc, a crock a crockpot blows up and you're like oh my god you know <laughs> like and then it's just waterworks 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 I'm sorry. I, that the cast, I think worked (laughs) so well together. I mean that, that only that only says something about the acting and writing of it, obviously. Yeah. But I, I mean, and of course I'm joking because, but that's been such a, a trend. Every single time I see it trending or somebody talking about it, it's (laughs) always so emotionally
0: driven. And I'm like, why, why? No. (laughs) And it's crazy that it's been on for six years already. Yeah, that's that's
2: wild. Hey, props to Mandy Moore, though. You know, it's good to see this really uh relit her career. I believe. Perhaps. I think. I hope so.
0: I think she's uh she's still touring, doing music. No way, really. Yeah, that's cool. Good for her. Way to go, Mandy. Uh, my last shout out though is going to the HBO Max television show Hacks. Uh, Don't and be. Before you ask, yes. Before you ask, okay. I swear to God, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I know you asked this the same the, uh, when I mentioned it the last time. You asked if it was anything to do with Sandman. That joke fell so flat; it has <laughs> nothing to do with Sandman. Well, in that case, I am not going to say <laughs> anything. <laughs> but they had their second season. It's been. Um... I don't know how many years. I don't know if it was like three years in between or two years in between or no years in between. Let's see. The first season premiered on May 13th, 2021. So it has been a year. For the record. I'm glad glad I got that joke out there at some point. (laughs) Yeah. So the second season came out a few weeks ago. But the whole season's out now. It's eight episodes. And we got more wrestling references from this show this time and it was like the the phrase was used kind of like when pigs fly the the mother said when roman goes to AEW that's the phrase she kind of used like mm-hmm. when roman reigns if if roman reigns goes to AEW I'll do this so I thought that was funny that they they had that written in there yeah i mean yeah for sure but it's a fantastic show i don't know if there's a third season green lit or whatever but it's it's so good gene smart is is fantastic in it so i would definitely say check it out if you have hbo max i think you should because you have hbo so
2: i'm still so i started watching uh dc titans so i'm gonna i'm an adult okay calm down there <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> um yeah it just started season two so now i kind of want to originally i wasn't too behind it but then i started watching it because a friend suggested that i actually get behind it especially with uh being a fan of doom patrol is it not it's not the teen
0: titans right yeah
2: it is it it so but as adults no, not even. They're still teens and stuff like as that. A live well, action show? Well, no, it there's cartoon? it's live action. I mean, some of them are teens. Uh, Raven, she's a teen, but the other ones are adults, um, and it's very graphic. It's very, it's. I mean, you've seen Doom Patrol. It's the same universe as Doom Patrol. It's the same kind of DC aspect where they're trying to make it a lot more um, adult content wise so yeah yeah it's you know, definitely not for kids 100 percent. A,
0: a tweet blew up the other week uh this this past week that it was it was the whole thing was you have to lose three of these projects forever hit me with and it any future project hit me with it and there were star wars harry potter 007 hold on i have to cough the mcu and you cough into your elbow I didn't. That's my stuff. <laughs> but the MCU, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, DC Universe, Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, and Avatar. And honestly, I don't need a bunch of those. Oh, man. I, I know knocked it's... off... I'm like, I don't need Harry Potter. I know you knocked off I don't need Lord Star of the Wars. Rings. I don't need Fast and the Furious. And I don't need Star Trek. I kept... I kept DC only for Peacemaker. That's the only reason why I need DC. <laughs> well, literally. Well,
2: I'm glad they got you on something.
0: The only reason why I need James Bond is for GoldenEye because that game was fantastic on N64. It was. The PS version was garbage. But, yeah. Back to the Future. Obviously, I'm going to keep that. It's a fantastic series. Jurassic Park, I think, is a fantastic series. MCU is like. Like, it's MCU yeah, is beyond. It's immortal. So, and what about Fast and the Furious? Star Wars and Avatar I'm keeping also because they have incredible stuff at Disney World. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that you're keeping Star Wars.
2: I you know that's the one with Fast the people the in Furious. space, but right? I said
0: that. Yeah, I know what Star Wars is. <laughs> it's got a fantastic land, Galaxy's Edge at, at Hollywood Studios. With in, Spock. In Disney World, at least. Did you meet Spock there? Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that Spock is part of Star Trek. Good job. But yes, yeah, see, I don't need those. But that was like all right. So ready? You keep talking about Teen Titans and and uh, whatever the other thing is called, mm-hmm. Doom Patrol. I don't need those. I literally just need Peacemaker. I never actually followed up. Did you like Doom Patrol after watching it or no? Did you The first episode? Yeah, no. It was. I didn't watch anything else. I thought it that you started just, getting uh, started watching it a little. No, it was just the one episode, brother. Oh, I did. Why? It was. It was a good episode, but it's like I don't need that. I need Peacemaker. That's it. I would give it a shot.
2: So for me, if I have to eliminate three of them, I'm going to
0: eliminate Star Trek, Avatar. I for the record eliminated four. And you say <laughs> Avatar because you've never been to Yeah, I've never Pandora. been to the, No. So Fantastic. Ne- so now
2: the next one I have trouble picking. But
0: I am going you, to wait wait, which one you got rid of? Star Trek. Avatar. Avatar. What the hell do you need Fast and Furious for? I really... what do you need Harry Potter for? So, ready? Fast and
2: Furious, I love the Hobbs and... What is it? Hobbs and Cobbs? Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. You
0: don't even know. (laughs) Come on. And I gotta say, listen, I gotta say, I've never been to... The, the wizarding world wizarding world of Harry Potter in Universal Studios because I literally haven't been to Universal Studios since 2008 yeah. like inside the actual park but and it looks incredible too so part of me is almost like I wouldn't want to get rid of Harry Potter either because it's just like a fantastic immersive
2: well here I'm park for me I'm getting rid of Star immersive. Trek I'm getting rid of Avatar and I am getting rid of
0: Indiana Jones I kind of kept Indiana Jones. Like, I don't really care about Indiana Jones, That's but the they thing. have... Like, I, I mean, the movies are... It's part of Disney World, so I don't want it to... <laughs> The movies are good with Indiana Jones, but future projects,
2: I don't know what they could potentially do, but Fast and the Furious, I mean, you have...
0: But there, the is, there is a future project, I think, of... Indiana?
2: I think so. Plus, I hated when they started bringing in... Uh, uh,
0: That Holes guy, Shia Shia LaBeouf. Well, regardless, everybody should be watching Hacks on HBO Max. There you go. Bring it all together. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Ow. Ow. is right our mark out moment of the week um i think definitely one of the crazier things from las vegas this past weekend when AEW was there for double or nothing was at a limp biscuit concert did you see anything i did i did so beyond bizarre (laughs) vegas baby (laughs) chuck chuck taylor john silver sunny kiss all performed on stage i guess technically with Limp Biscuit. I know Sonny Kiss is a huge fan of of uh, Limp Biscuit, and I know John Silver is. I've seen John Silver at a Limp Biscuit show before. I don't know. I mean, Chuck Taylor must be if he was at the show with them. But yeah, that was I'm not expected at all.
2: Um, yeah, something that I marked out this week for was that MJF promo.
0: Fantastic. I already spoke about it on the show.
2: Yeah, that MJF promo I marked out for, I marked out for also that Seth Rollins Cody promo, you know, at the same level. And I got fully caught, caught up with Young Rock. So I always mark out for that TV show. Yeah, I totally mark out for that show every time I watch it. And I really believe that if The Rock does win in, what is it, 2032, he will win. <laughs>
0: Um, also when I was watching Monday Night Raw, they aired a commercial and I almost never pay attention to commercials, but I happened to like, look up at the screen Mm -hmm. and one of them was a PC Richard and sons commercial. And I looked up right at the moment where Anthony Bowens was on it. Bowens. So I popped at that. And, uh, also we spoke about Monday Night Raw during that Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins segment. We got some new agents. Arya Davari's out there, but I I marked the heck out seeing Curtis Axel out there, so I thought that was pretty cool. One hundred percent, yes,
2: totally. Like you told me about that, and I thought for sure that you were just (laughs) yanking my chain as you usually do, and then I searched it up, and not
0: enough people were talking about it. It's really funny because WWE, I think it was WWE's Twitter account posted. Uh, one one screenshot of Cody and one screenshot of Seth, and they were like, these two are ready for Hell in a Cell. And it's like, these two, there's um, Curtis Axel's right there. What do you mean? There's three of them. Yeah. So I thought that
2: was funny. You know, and like an, another thing that, uh, not a markout moment, but unfortunately uh, this past week, Matt Cardona, and you know, there was word that he got an MRI and he tore a bicep and requires surgery.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah,
2: so we definitely wish him... And he's got
0: a... The the NWA event is named after him.
2: Yeah, he said that he's going to be there, but, yeah. you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. It sucks. I mean, you know, like, uh, like obviously all of us hope that it's a work. and
0: A work? What?
2: I, I mean, personally, I hope that it's a work. Kind of like what... Chelsea did before with the with the arm injury. where oh, she was injured, yeah. So I hope I hope that it's just a total work of everyone. But unfortunately, I really don't think it is, but I hope it is. So this way it's not that he has to undergo surgery. But we do wish him must be to recover and it totally you know, that sucks.
0: Yeah. So but those are the markout moments of the week and uh, some well wishes. That was episode 591. You can check us out on Twitter at Out at bttg161, at davidptdpt. You can follow us on Instagram at the same handle. Chris dog on Twitter, uh, cmsweeney85 on Instagram, Out 11 on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, slash Marking Out, Twitch.tv slash Marking Out, at Marking Out on TikTok, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, MarkinOut.com, and we wish you the.
2: best of luck, of your luck your in your future endeavors. endeavors
0: have a fantastic week Uh-oh.